0: You're listening
3: to Fox Sports radio. 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 All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate, quote, great sports talk radio. And hey, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. How you doing? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that good stuff to you, Aaron Torres.
2: Well, thank you, Arnie Spanier. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff to you, too. I uh, got a little weekend, weekday getaway since you and I work Saturdays. I, I went over to uh little San Manuel Casino out here in Los oh. Angeles, Bear Springs Hotel. Big shout out to them. They were fantastic. Well, so, what's, what's your
3: gambling uh, thing of choice? What's your ga- game of choice?
2: Uh, you know, I I honestly just like to sit at the video poker machine, just lay low, have a drink. Well, I'll tell you this, the the penny,
3: the penny video poker. Is that what you're going to tell me?
2: Well, no, no, I was going to say, I'll tell you this. I will be a lot $5
3: video poker.
2: I will be a lot more enthused to go to the California casinos. And I told all my friends that work there. When when sports gambling is oh, legalized yeah. here in California, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's on. I mean, I'm going to be working to get to the casino every Saturday night the second that we get out, I'm going to be driving to San Manuel Casino with my check in hand, ready to to lose it all on the next Sunday's
3: games. But uh it was You a know gr- it's funny you bring that up. What's taking you guys? Where is it that because here on the East Coast, uh, I believe it's already passed in Delaware or New Jersey. Uh, they got it going in, in places Pretty close to Vermont. You could actually drive a couple of hours to to get a bed in, and Vermont's you know about a, a couple of months, six months to a year away. So, uh, what what about out there in the West Coast?
2: I have no idea what's taking California so long. I, I frankly I'm not uh, in tune enough as far as why it would take long. It would to me it would be a no brainer. As you said, so many states are are um, you know approving
3: it. Delaware, Mississippi. Uh, I think
2: even Pennsylvania, New Jersey.
3: What what would that do to Vegas? Would people stop going to Vegas? Nobody. You never stop going to Vegas. You never stop going to Vegas. You know what I mean? Well, I I had this argument when sports legalized, when
2: sports gambling was legalized. As I said, I I don't know that I've really met anybody outside of professional gamblers that go to Vegas strictly to bet on sports. Now I think that's a big part of it. You go Whoa. with your. No, you think so, Arnie? I mean, look. You go uh, in the middle of the summer, there's pool parties, there's, uh, you know, go with your friends. I mean, you always want to sit in the sports book and, and throw a couple bucks on a game, but I don't know anybody that's specifically gone to Vegas just to bet sports.
3: Hey, when I get my new European thong, that's the first place I go to is a pool party, no doubt about See? that. See? You don't, don't to, to... You, you don't go there for the sports betting. You proved my point, and you uh, also disgusted me. It. I threw up in my mouth as well. We got a lot to get to. You can reach him at Aaron underscore Torres. Stop it. I'm at stinking Genius 1. Let's get right at it. We'll keep you updated on what's going on right here. Ravens, 16, Chargers, 10. Less than three minutes left in this one. The Chargers, though, with the ball and driving. They're on the 30-yard line of the Ravens, but there is a flag. We'll go ahead and keep you updated. Big game for both teams. Ravens not only still trying to win the division, but at least get the wild card. They're the number 6 seed right now, and the Titans won earlier. The Chargers still have a chance to win the division. Doesn't this feel like a typical first-round Charger game where they can't seem to get out of their own way? They've been dominated in this game, Aaron.
2: They have been, and it was
3: funny because you
2: come into this one, Chargers having that extra time off from having played a couple Thursdays ago. Right. And uh, look, we, we understand there's a lot on the line for the Ravens, but there's a lot on the line for the Chargers too, of course. I, yeah, yeah, they could still get the number one seed in theory, but of course they would have to win this game. And uh, I'll say this, like you said, dominated. the uh, The Ravens look like the old school Ray Lewis, Ed Reed Ravens today, the way that they're dominating up front against
3: the Chargers. You know, all I hear is, "Oh, they're, they're." You know, look at Lamar Jackson and how great he's looking. And hey, he's been okay. Yes, he hasn't made any mistakes, no interceptions. Had that one long touchdown, but stop acting like he's the second coming of Dan Marino, who could also run. I mean, he's far from that, you know.
2: Oh yeah, no, and and with the Ravens, they are about the defense, and the defense has showed up big today. I think I, I turned for a second. Did they just get a defensive yeah, they touchdown? They just score
3: a touchdown. I don't know
2: what the heck happened. I
3: turned around too.
2: It looks like it was a pick six. Uh, Let's say, oh, no, Antonio Gates had
3: the ball. Oh, was he down or not? We'll find out. But if he's not, did they score a touchdown? This game is O-V-E-R. Wow. Well, I'll say
2: say this, too, and they were talking about it on the broadcast. I think our buddy Desager is out there, by the way, isn't he? I I believe he is. But um, John Harbaugh was very vocal this week about how in this era of pass-happy offenses, the Bears, Matt Nagy. Uh, Sean McVeigh whoever that they believe that their style of play control clock control line of scrimmage play great defense is an advantage to them and I'll tell you this it certainly looks like it this is a team that's gotten hot here over the second half of the year their only loss of late was to was to the Chiefs in a game that they could have won they lost it overtime and it looks like they're gonna potentially hold on to beat the Chargers in Los Angeles. They're going to be the team that if they get in the playoffs, nobody's going to want to see them.
3: You know, I asked you this last week. I'm wondering if your answers changed. Would you rather be a really good defense like the Ravens or a really good offense like the Kansas City Chiefs or the New Orleans Saints? Here's my only concern, and I know what you want me to say,
2: stinking genius. You want me to say that you're right, and I said last week that I would love to be the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, but don't you think at some point and I know history says that there have been great defenses, bad offensive that have won a Super Bowl. But in this era, don't you think there's going to be that one game where you got to put up 31 points to win a 31-30 game? I don't think you can rely on winning every game 17-14. to No, you
3: can't, obviously, yeah. right.
2: Well, and that's what I'm saying with the Ravens. Is It's great that they got this win tonight, but I think when you start looking at the broader playoff picture, if they are to get in... And you gotta play the Patriots and the Chiefs and whoever back to back to back. At a certain point, I do think you're gonna have to score 30-something points to win. So I think I would still take the offense, but but the Ravens certainly making a strong case for you uh and and the defense here.
3: And they're gonna let the touchdown stand. So it's gonna be 22-10. They're gonna go for two points, which they won't get. So that's what it's gonna stand. 22 to 10 right now, two forty left in the game. Uh, And it looks like it's pretty much wrapped up. I don't see the Chargers coming up with two touchdowns in the last 240. You never know. But, uh, again, it keeps Baltimore alive to win the AFC North. They have to win out. Hope the Steelers lose one game, which is very possible. And the Chargers can still win the AFC West if they win out. Uh, that's if they won today, and the Chiefs lost one game. Well, they're not going to win today, so uh, there you go. Unbelievable. Chargers going to cost them again. They really could have been a number 1 seed. Uh, As for the Ravens, great defensive effort. Uh, The Chargers should not have looked this flat, though, as you mentioned, with the extra day's rest.
2: Oh, absolutely, and I think it just shows that, look, it's so cliche to say, but in the NFL on any given Sunday or Saturday or Thursday or Monday or whenever they're playing these games – uh, anybody can beat anybody, and that's not to say that the, it's this is some shocking upset. But like I said, man, if you're the Ravens, you got to be feeling really, really good uh, about what you can potentially do against any given team if you
3: are are able to get into to the playoffs in a couple weeks. All right, Aaron underscore Torres, I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. Earlier today, the Titans beat Washington actually a lot closer because the Titans had the interception at the end of the game, run back uh, for a touchdown. They didn't kick the extra point because time ran out. Otherwise, that could have affected the point spread for the most part. It was 10. I don't know if it got as low as 9. Uh, a little nervous time for some people out there, Aaron. Well, I think the
2: over hit, though, with the— 41? Um, uh, I don't know. Was it that low? I, I don't know. I believe that it was. I mean, it, it, it couldn't have been high, Josh. Just- Johnson and, and and Marcus Mariota slash Blaine Gabbert were playing quarterbacks. So I believe that the over hit on the pick six to end the game, and I'll be honest, that was just about the only highlight from this game. This one was kind of tough to watch. I'm
3: not- you know, I thought Josh Johnson played a real good game till the end. Again, nothing great, 153 yards, but it wasn't the second interception. Obviously, it was the first interception. Otherwise, he was leading him down to, 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 to get the winning score.
2: Oh, yeah. No, This was a. it was a competitive game. It just wasn't very pretty. I mean, Josh Johnson statistically was fine, but he had a couple turnovers late. Um, this, by the way, I believe officially eliminates the Redskins from the playoffs. They were all but eliminated the day that Alex Smith went down. But with that said, uh, there will be no playoffs for the Redskins. I'll tell you this, Titans, Ravens, potentially the Colts, shaping up for an interesting run at that sixth seed. Although, as you said, I guess in theory, the Ravens could still win the division depending on what the uh, what the Steelers do going forward.
3: The Titans play the Colts. That could have been winner gets in, losers out if the Ravens weren't going to be that number six seed. Uh, again, depending how Pittsburgh does the last couple games. So that's, that's going to be interesting to see how that works out. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not so sure that Pittsburgh's uh, give me also very lucky to get that victory over the uh, New England Patriots, they have the Saints coming up.
2: Oh yeah, no, I think that's going to be the game tomorrow. That uh, there's a few that are really good, including that Sunday night game, KC at Seattle. But that is the one I do think that everyone's got their eyes on. I I know that it was a close game, but I was also actually really impressed by the Steelers because they didn't give up a single, uh, you know, touchdown to the Patriots after midway through the first quarter. I thought they they got the emergence of another running back. Maybe that says more about the Patriots' run defense than it does the Steelers, but this is a team, you know they have the talent, you know they have the playmakers, and they have the experience. I'm wondering if that, that uh, Patriots game gave them some momentum going into tomorrow because, I don't know, Saints not playing well, Steelers maybe playing really well after that one game. I think that's the
3: game to watch out for tomorrow. All right, it didn't take me long to get ripped. One neck says, LOL, even with Lamar Jackson winning another game, he is still reluctant to give the man credit. Wonder why. I bet he's like many of the fools in the media who thought Rosen and Darnold would be Hall of Famers uh, with old stereotypes. Look, I I like Lamar Jackson. I just want to pump the brakes about how great he is. He had that one long touchdown pass. Otherwise, you think they won this game because of him? He was a good game manager. Uh, They won it because of their defense, Aaron.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the defense was phenomenal. And, I mean, look, we'll get all the final stats here in a a couple minutes, but they kept the pressure on Phillip Rivers all night long. Phillip Rivers, as we speak, 164 yards passing. Wow. Wow. 164 yards passing. This was a guy that was throwing the ball all over the field at Arrowhead two weeks ago. Zero touchdowns, obviously. One interception, which was early in the game. The run game. How about this? 51 yards on 16 carries. Woo! But so so Arnie, so Lamar Jackson weren't plays linebacker. That
3: wait, we, weren't people saying that this Charger team may be the best team?
2: Oh football? yeah. No, I mean, look, I still think you can make an argument they're the most complete team. But as you as we kind of just discussed a minute ago, they don't have that one elite thing that makes you say okay, like that absolutely terrifies you. Like Phil Rivers is really good. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, he's not Patrick Mahomes with all those playmakers. And the defense is good, but I don't know that it's as good as the Ravens. Certainly it wasn't tonight. So I think it'll be interesting to see because I think you could make a case that the Chargers are the most complete team, but I don't know that they're totally invincible the way that they looked against KC a few nights ago.
3: All right, if you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Genius one We're off and running. When we get back, is it really the downfall of the Patriots? And a little bit about Josh Gordon. I want to touch on that a little bit also. All that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? I uh, mean, you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Great, great, and busy Saturday night. If you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. Wanted to get that in there. Add Stinker Genius 1. All right, a couple things I do want to get to, uh, though uh, Raider Ryan was telling me at the break that, uh, of course, he had to tweet out the typical, uh, the Redskins should have gotten Kaepernick. They should have gotten Kaepernick. They should
4: have, Arnie. They should have.
3: Josh Johnson, I, Really? Really? So the, only, the only one thing that bothers me is if Colin Kaepernick wanted to or wants to be in the NFL, why is he remaining quiet? Why is he not going in front like everybody else does who wants the job, whether it's the NBA or NFL or any sport, and say, you know what, I'm without a job, I'm looking around, hopefully somebody will sign me, I can help somebody out, they go on media. Why isn't he doing anything, Aaron? to say, hey, I want to play football. Why does this have to be a big secret? Uh, I don't think he wants to play football.
2: I I truly believe that. I've said that for about a year now, is I think that at some point in his career that he realized that there was more money to be made as a social activist. I would add that I think he's done a lot of good in his communities. This isn't an anti-Kaepernick thing, But at a certain point, he realized that there's more money to be made as a social activist. That's why, um, you know, the things that you just said, Arnie, the fact that he hasn't come out, the fact that we don't have any knowledge of him working out, getting ready, preparing. I mean, look, you know, even when I, I can think back to when Tim Tebow was trying to get back in the NFL, all you read is these reports of he's working with this specialist to work on his throwing form and you can go on and on down the list. And so. Uh, I don't know that Colin Kaepernick wants to play. I think he would take the opportunity certainly if it was given to him. But I'm with you. Is uh, I, I there's just no proof that that he is working towards an NFL opportunity at this. Raider part.
4: Ryan, what, what was your answer? Okay, first of all, Arnie, you're a fountain of misinformation. Yes, <laughs> tell me. Two th- two things. One, his lawyers come out and said yes, he wants to play. Okay, and, and, I, I, no, wait, wait, right, no, no, wait. I'm not from done Colin, yet. And second, ahead. the most yeah. important thing is: uh, did Jay Cutler say anything before he was signed? Did he come out and say he wants to play? No, and the Dolphins signed him. So, that- but
2: he had just played for Adam Gaze like a year yeah. before. It doesn't
4: that. matter. He didn't yeah. say anything, and he got signed.
3: Okay, well, okay, let's forget about that for a second because that was the that was the relationship between those two. If you want to play in any sport or in any job, you either you sit. back... and you wait for them to call or you say you know what you're proactive you start doing interviews why doesn't he want it? Make it known. Why? And by the way, I haven't seen his attorney step up in front of a press conference and go, "I've spoken to Colin, and Colin desperately wants to get back into the NFL."
4: Did I've I seen miss those something there? His lawyers I- that? His agent has said that he's oh, working no, out. No. With, he's working out. Yes, he said he wants. He's speak- speaking to other people, saying that he wants to play. No, so, the I mean-
3: only thing I've seen him get uh, was uh, was speak was at a Nike commercial, and he barely speaks on that.
4: Oh, God. that's the only
3: time I see him speak. It's just if you fountain of wanted- misinformation. No, it's not misinformation. He needs to stand in front, like all the other players, and say, "Hey, I want to come back and play in the NFL. I want a job. Right? That's letting us know that you still want here. Why?
4: I have no no idea. So, do you really think if he actually did it your way, uh, he'd be signed right now? It's not my way. No, it's it's getting it out to all the owners because you know Jay Cutler didn't do it that way. But let's do it Arnie's way. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Well, it's the Well, doing it his way didn't work out. Now, did it? Well, it's not going to work either way, Arnie. At least he's doing something about it. Uh, well, no, I don't think he's doing enough. That's the whole point. No, he's not, he's not doing enough for you. For you? No, for himself. I speaking for himself? to his lawyer. He's not doing this. Lawyer said he wants to play. His lawyer? where's
3: Like I said, I must have missed it when he stood up in the in, or go on the Oprah show. Go on the damn Oprah show and
4: say, "Hey, I want to play football, Oprah." Okay, so can if you give me a job? Okay, so if he does that, then it's all better now. It's perfect now.
3: Uh, first of all, it would help his lawsuit.
4: No, his <laughs> lawsuit the, first Dude, the second they roll with Josh Johnson, that pretty much won his lawsuit. No, no, not
3: necessarily. Not necessarily. We'll, we'll see how it plays out with that, and that that's going to take a while. We'll see how that plays out. But I really believe if he goes out and says hey, I want to play in the NFL, somebody may take a chance on him. Somebody <laughs> say, All right, here he is. I don't. I, am I am I telling a joke here, Aaron? Am I am I nuts or what on this? That I feel if he if he if he went on Oprah's show and said, Hey, Oprah. I want to play in the NFL that some is going to see him in a different light and say you know what I'll I'll take that chance. Well, I think that it can't hurt to your point
2: Arnie to get your to get out there and be very public and be very vocal about it. Does and he it, think he's above that? Again, it comes back to what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think he really cares to play in football again because here's the problem. If he comes back and he plays football and he's just not good, don't you feel like I don't want to say he loses some of his leverage, but, um, you know, one, he's certainly not the martyr that he is now. Everybody's standing up for him. I don't right. think it changes his social activism. And like I said, he's done a lot of good in his community, um, in in all the communities that he's been involved in and in, in raising money and charity and giving away his own money and stuff like that. But he's no longer a martyr. He's no longer a cause. He, By the way, if he came back last year and was just a total dud and a total bust and was terrible— does he get that Nike contract this year? No. Maybe I maybe but probably not, right? Yeah, I don't think so at all. Exactly. And so this goes back to what I'm saying is like look, if 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 uh Jay Gruden goes on TV tomorrow and says Josh Johnson is not our guy, we want Colin Kaepernick for week 17, he's not turning it down, I don't think, but I also don't th- I don't think he's moving mountains. I don't think to your point Arnie that he's doing everything he can. To get back in the NFL because there's more money to be played, not more money to be made,
3: not playing in the NFL. Aaron underscore Torres, I'm um, at stinking genius one. All right, you say that you think you may or may not want to get back in the NFL. What about Josh Gordon, who's now been suspended indefinitely? I've actually lost count now. Is it four times? I, I believe five. Times, yeah. I, uh, five times. Um, a couple things. First of all, uh, should the NFL even be in the drug testing business when you're talking about recreational drugs? Uh, is that any of the NFL's business? Is that something that you really need to be checking on? And is it just marijuana when it has to deal with Josh Gordon? And are you, you know, is the addiction so bad that he can't give it up for a little bit while he's playing in the NFL, Aaron? Yeah, it's one of those deals. I, I think that
2: we can't get any official confirmation because it's against league rules to really share what he right. th- what the positive test was for, but I think it's pretty clear that it was uh, marijuana. I'm with you, Arnie, is that I wouldn't have a problem if the league didn't test for marijuana. And exactly. I, and I'll be I'm not totally positive why they do. I guess it's because it's still illegal in some states. I mean, I guess that would probably be the, the reason. But it is also legal in several states. It's decriminalized in many, many, many more states. And a lot of people use it, uh, I believe, Josh Gordon, probably in his case, it's for anxiety. A lot of people, it's for like a muscle relaxant painkiller. And it is kind of weird, right? This league that um, we hear about, guys get busted for performance enhancing drugs all the time. We hear about people having major issues with painkillers. I mean, Brett Favre is the most obvious one dating back right. several years. That marijuana is something that a guy could potentially lose a career for. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on, kind of between Josh Gordon's ears. He's talked a lot about mental health and getting his health, mental health right. But to just answer the most basic question of should the league be testing for marijuana, I think the answer is honestly no.
3: Or actually, recreational drugs. Uh, co- cocaine's also in the recreational drug category. I don't know if you know that. I do know that. You know, and yeah. I saw that the other day, and I don't know what to make. I think of Clay that. Clay put that out there. It's, it's actually in the definition.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I I'm not a, a drug expert. It does seem like cocaine has addictive qualities and all that stuff, and I it feels like a different strain of drug, if you will, as far as the the danger that it poses to people taking it. I'm not enough of a drug expert to know, but I think again, it what what
3: what is the exact term, Arnie? I forget the. For- Recreational. Recreational. Recreational drug, yeah. Yeah. You know, isn't it interesting how we go ahead and treat, you know, each disease differently? If you have a drug problem uh, or cocaine or something like that, we're like, okay, we hope he gets better, gets the help he wants, go to rehab. Uh, If he's got a mental illness, we say the same thing. What about somebody, let's say like me, who has a a dependence, right? And, And I could say mine is actually worse. Is, than a lot of other people because I'm overweight. My addiction is food. And I right. have to eat food to survive. I thought you were going to say your it, addiction was yourself. No, like no, you know. no. I mean, but, but seriously, I and, and being overweight is considered a disease. So and you don't need to smoke to survive. You don't need to do cocaine to survive. I need to eat to live. That's you just, do eat. I do eat. It. And we make jokes about that, like you're or Ryan there. But we don't make jokes about other people's diseases. Isn't it funny how certain diseases we take very seriously, other ones we just kind of shrug oh, yeah. off like right Ryan to make jokes about? Oh, yeah. Alcoholism is another
2: one, right? I mean, alcohol, you could argue, is worse for your health than marijuana is. Again, I would need some doctor to call in and confirm that for me. But I think you could make a pretty logical argument that that uh, marijuana is better for you or not as bad for you, I should say, as alcohol, not as dangerous in some cases if you're addicted. So yeah, no, I mean I look, I think this is kind of one of these antiquated rules the the marijuana testing. It's funny. It reminds me kind of what's going on with gambling right now. You and I talked a little about about gambling in the first segment, but yeah. you hear some of these people, right? Like last week, federal legisl, you know, some of these senators were like, "Oh, you know, the sanctity of the game is in jeopardy if we don't if we don't uh control this and blah blah blah." And it's like you look at gambling, most guys just want to bet 20 bucks on their team to, or bet 20 bucks on, an, on a game that they don't care about to have some interest in it, and it's kind of the same with marijuana is most guys aren't addicted. Most guys aren't relying on it. And you wonder if we're kind of overthinking this one, you know? All
3: right, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. When we get back, is it the downfall of the Patriots? Is that coming up next? also want to bring up what Urban Meyer's next job is, which I find very comical. We'll get into some bowl games, talk about the four-team playoff, all that coming up next. First, though, let's check out what's trending. Is it the Finster in today? Is Finley in today or I what? I am, man. What's there going on, you go, man? I am so on it. Oh, I stop am so it. on it. What's going on? Hey, Ryan? it's the other
5: way around. I'm honored to, to get to work Look with you that. guys. There you go. Oh, wow, what a suck up. Did
2: you bring an <laughs> wow. apple, too? You bring an apple for the teacher? <laughs>
5: I did, I did. Uh, I'll stop talking there before <laughs> somebody else goes. All right, uh, the Ravens defense, guys, they ravaged the Chargers tonight.
0: Pass across the middle, completes a gates at the 40 yard line. And he'll be taken down. Fumbles the ball. Picked up. Tavon Young has it near sideline. Charger 40, 30. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Tayvon Young.
5: Ravens radio network Baltimore humbled. Playoff bound, Los Angeles, 22-10 the final. Chargers quarterback Phillip Rivers limited to 181 yards passing, no touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked four times. And with the win, Baltimore keeps their postseason hopes alive. Titans are in the mix too, thanks to Blaine Gabbert earlier today.
2: High formation, they motioned Fertzer, now to the right.
5: Play fake.
6: Gabbert throws into the end zone. There's Pruitt. Touchdown
5: Titans. Titans radio network Gabbert gaffless for once, replaces injured Marcus Mariota, and leads the Titans to a 25-16 comeback win over the Redskins. Gabbert, no longer the laughing stock of NFL quarterbacks. And here's more great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And one final thing in the NBA, Bradley Beal had a triple double finish with 40 points in the Wizards' 149 146 win in triple overtime against the Suns. Good grief. Back to you guys. All
3: right. Thanks a lot. The Finster working with us tonight. I think I gave the Sager the night off there. You're so uh, kind. Wow. Yeah. I'm. am I'm, I'm the best boss. Really. I. I, I got to be honest. I mean, you fired I, I gave all the Sager of us at least well, ten I, times. But. I know that, but I gave the Sager time off to go see the Dodgers. I give him time off to go to the football games on the weekends. I mean, the guy barely works as it is now. I'm I'm really the best boss, really. Wow. What do yeah. I get? When, when do I get time off? What do I get? Get
2: nothing. Did you get my Christmas present? I sent you or what? I don't believe this Christmas present really exists. Oh, I'll be my, don't tell me everybody's gotten theirs,
3: but you, right? Well, I will tell you this. My I've ap- sent
2: out thirty, and twenty nine got there. Yours didn't. Okay, so my apartment complex it's it's pretty big, and I will say our Amazon slash uh, UPS drivers. They don't really take things to the actual apartment. They just kind of dump a big pile in the front of the apartment building. So tonight, after this shift, when I get home at about 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern, I'm going to see if whatever fake present you sent me really came. Wow. If you're just making this up.
3: I, if, if the present's not there and somebody took it, I'll just tell you what I sent you. I sent you uh a, a, a envelope full of $100 bills. Wow. If the present's there... Uh, then somebody must have switched it out and put what, whatever my wife sent you. So there you go. Okay, so, well, find I... it. which, for crying out loud? I it cost me so much to send it. It was three dollars to send it. The whole thing was five dollars total. Did you did you get my gift? No, it must have got lost in the mail. Uh, things are very tough up here in Vermont. We were yeah. very far away.
2: I will say, I, I was planning on sending an autographed eight by ten headshot of myself. But uh How did you know
3: that's what I wanted?
2: Well, I was going to say, one, the $3, it did seem a little <laughs> steep. And two, I felt bad for the postman that was going to have uh. to take the snowmobile uh to the train station to
3: the dog sled to get yes. to your house. So I felt I, bad, so I decided against it. I do have the Aaron Torres fathead, so I do have that hanging on nice. my wall. All right, uh, Brady, uh, and look, even when a quarterback is knocked out of a game, Sometimes it only makes a difference of of two to three points. We're talking about a wide receiver. And granted, he was certainly a help to Brady and the Patriots. How much of a difference is he going to make? I think it's just a a little bit. Not really so much on the scoreboard, but again, it just has that trickle-down effect that's one less weapon that Brady has, and he really can't go with one less weapon with, with the way that offense is.
2: Yeah, it was funny because independent of what actually happened off the field with Josh Gordon, I was watching that Steelers game the other day, and I was thinking, like, Remember when Josh Gordon went to New England and we all thought, oh, he's going to be Randy Moss. It's going to completely change everything. He did play well, though. He played well, but he wasn't Randy Moss, though. I mean, he had a couple moments. I think the Chiefs game was the one where he had a couple big over-the-shoulder catches. He had three touchdowns in
3: whatever it was, 12 games, Arnie. Yeah, but I think he had 40 catches, though, which led the Patriots.
2: Sure, which is a good number one receiver. It isn't Randy Moss in his prime in 2008, though. And so I do think this guy was living a little bit on a borrowed reputation. Uh, I do think that his skills have probably eroded by the simple fact that he basically hasn't played football like four of the last five years. But I do think to your point, though, that you can't have one less weapon. It was unbelievable watching that Steelers game the other day where the Steelers, every guy that touched the ball, it felt like had that explosive playmaking ability. Juju Schuster, Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown, the Jalen Samuels kid I mentioned a minute ago, and you watch the Patriots, they just had nothing they just have
3: no playmakers and the one that they did is now gone I would give anything for the Patriots to lose the last two games to the Jets <laughs> and the Bills Dolphins to win their last two games and the Dolphins would win the division if that happened sure,
2: yeah That. Yeah. and also um... uh, you can play that all you want, I would love that I don't think the Patriots are losing at home to the Bills. I mean, Bill Belichick's a cool 33-4 and four against the Bills in his career. I don't think it's happening. And then the Jets, too. I, I don't see it. I'm sorry.
3: No, I, I, You can wish. You could still hope. That's all I got left with the, with the Ravens winning and the Titans winning. I don't think the Dolphins have much chance after that. One thing I wanted to get to, Urban Meyer is going to have another job. He's going to become the assistant athletic director at Ohio State after he retires at coach. Uh, what's going on here uh, what the heck uh, is uh, gene smith who's the athletic director, uh, uh, the athletic director now declined to provide any more details about meyer's move is this a secret is this a bad thing a good thing why why hush hush if you say he's the new assistant athletic director but we're not going to tell you what he's going to do that that's on the hush hush what the hell's going on here
2: I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, look, they at the, at the, at the quote-unquote retirement press conference, they said he was going to stick around in the athletic department in some kind is of this role. A,
3: yeah, is this a guy you want sticking around in the athletic department after what we found out about him this year and he's been suspended for four games?
2: Well, first of all, by the way, you didn't even mention that he's teaching a class on ethics yes. at Ohio yes. State as well.
3: Well, yeah, and I'm teaching a class on how to lose weight, but go ahead. I know, yeah, that's yeah. probably, uh, yeah. yeah, Jenny Craig. I'm uh, teaching a Rumba class. There I, you go. I was going
2: to say, Jenny Craig yeah. is not worried yeah. about her
3: franchise going yeah. under. with Yeah, Utah Jenny Craig's going to call me and see if I want to be a spokesman. But you see the point, though, here? I mean, gosh, how, how could you have somebody like that teaching ethics when he's been suspended for four games?
2: Oh, no, that part I agree with. But the fact that he has a role in the athletic department, look, he's going to have an office, and he, he's going to come in every day. He'll basically be there to rally the troops. It's it more like a
3: figurehead? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, and I could be mistaken on this, but I do believe that he took a similar role after he left Florida was he was going to work in the athletic department. And he still did that kind of on the side. I mean, look, Mac Brown has had a role like that at Texas until he took the UNC job. This is pretty normal. I will say this, though, Arnie. If you're Ryan Day, the new coach, are you a little bit worried right
3: now? that you know that Urban Meyer is going to be in that facility every no. single day? Why? No. I'm not. I, I, look, once he's gone, I don't think he's coming back. I, I think it's time to move on from him, and I don't think he'd want to come back and coach. Uh, I thought You don't he would think Urban go Meyer
2: wants to come back and coach? No, no, no. no.
3: no, no. At Ohio State, okay. I think he would want to go coach somewhere else. I would think he would want to go ahead and do that for something else. Um, we're getting a lot uh, of texts coming in. Uh, I'm trying to keep up with him. Kevin says no one ever – uh, tweets, excuse me. I keep saying text tweets. No one ever brings how much Kaepernick wants to play to uh, make the play. Is he going to play for two million the price of playing Gabbard, the guy that uh, they benched him for uh, that, or does he turn down seven million from Denver? He makes more with his cause, which is ruined if he plays in socks. yeah, which is what you said earlier there.
2: And I totally agree. And that's that's part of it, too, right? When we last heard from Kaepernick, there was miscommunication about, was he looking to get a starting role? Was he willing to be a backup? Now, in the case of what this conversation started with, which was the Washington Redskins, Josh Johnson being terrible, uh, it would obviously be to start. Would he be, by the way, would he be willing to come back for one week to potentially showcase himself? Like if the Redskins called. Not for the
3: Redskins, was they're out of it. If it's not a team that can go to the playoffs, I don't think he would.
2: Yeah, and see, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like you're potentially, in theory, showcasing yourself for another team. Is no. it worth it? No. Uh, yeah, I think this time of year. But continue, I make a show.
3: Uh, another one says, I've worked in four hospitals over 25 years. I've seen patients in the ER for every conceivable overdose except for marijuana. Not one patient with life-threatening marijuana habits. Certainly much safer than alcohol. And that's really the uh, the fight back on that. Like I said, I don't know why we uh, end up testing for marijuana anyway. Uh, I can't really understand that when it's legal in over 30 states so what are we doing here uh we've got to rethink the policy here aaron well yeah and
2: that goes back to another point that i kind of made is that i'm kind of confused why cocaine is classified as a recreational drug alongside marijuana because you can't overdose on cocaine because it is dangerous because it does have many addictive qualities and we all know the stories behind it so to me i would have no problem if the nfl just stopped testing for marijuana. Uh, but to to classify cocaine with it as a recreational drug, that one I don't agree with.
3: All right, I want to come back, touch on a couple of the bowl games. Uh, We'll talk about the 14 playoff. We'll give you some of the late scores and an update on the wrestler that everybody's talking about. All that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Good evening, everyone. As we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on in car insurance with Geico. Uh just go to Geico.com or give them a call, one 800 947 auto And the only hard part, well, that would be figuring out which way is easier. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Great sports talk Saturday night. Ross sends us and I wanna I think he's talking to you, but of course Ross he winks me you, and, man. yeah well, it hates me, but you said it. Well, he says uh, some guy on Fox, Sport, uh, Fox Sports Radio's Arnie Spanier show. I like that he calls it the Arnie Spanier show, though, even though it's it's both of our shows. Uh just said Colin Kaepernick has decided there is more money to be made as a social activist and doesn't want to be played as a, a play-to-play quarterback. Who knew that social activism was so lucrative? You have to be kidding me. Nice hot take, stinking genius. Damn, he came after you, Arnie. Well, you're the one that said it, but let me just explain this. Um it could be lucrative because he did get the Nike commercial, which he doesn't get if he plays. It's that simple. Uh,
2: that's yeah. it. That, that's it right there. He is the face of social activism. The say the face of kind of Afri- African American rights in this country. By the way, as I've said many times, he's done a lot of good in his community. Donated millions of dollars of his own money. But let's also be honest. It's exactly what you said, Arnie. If he comes back and he's just a bad NFL quarterback and nobody cares whether he takes a knee or not because, let's be honest, there's still guys taking a knee, then his everything that he's done loses its luster. And by the way, I, I hadn't even thought of this till right now, Arnie. How about the fact that we, um, kind of as a collective media, the media has decided this year they're not going to cover anthem protests. So if he's just a backup quarterback... yeah. If he takes a knee, which is fine. There's no rule against it. Obviously, we there was the issue over the summer that kind of just got brushed under the rug, but if he's just a backup quarterback or even worse if he's a quarterback that gets thrown in and doesn't play well, then who is he? He 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 is making more money uh with not only this but
3: but but outside opportunities, the Nike opportunity than he would by playing. What I don't understand is obviously he's an activist for social injustice correct for you know what not just on one level but on a lot of levels out there correct am i right about that there of course yeah all right so when he teams up with nike and i love nike but i'm just saying when he teams up with nike and they did they they had a shoe for him correct uh a special shoe yep is that the shoe that's made overseas that (laughs) you No, i'm just wondering that they charge uh 20 cents an hour to be made um then it doesn't seem to be bothering him so much now, does it? Yes, that is the social activism. The person
2: who stands for um, human rights here in America doesn't seem to care much about the human rights in other countries where his shoe is being made. Is
3: that wrong for me to bring that up now or, or no? Is that, is that is that fair?
2: I also am not sure if he cares about
3: human rights in Cuba where
2: he once said that Fidel Castro was a very forward-thinking leader. Uh, which did not make very many people in the Miami community happy, uh, of course, because they have a very large Cuban population.
3: Right. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think these are all fair things to say. Yeah, and that, and which is another reason why maybe he's not in the NFL, but nobody likes to bring that up, all they talk about. Is the well, kneeling. Well, what I would say really quick, and I said this,
2: you, Arnie, you and I were on the day that the Nike deal was announced. Right. And I said this, is whatever you think of, of the kneeling, and I'm somebody I don't, like, I personally don't really have a problem with the kneeling, but I also don't have a problem with an owner saying, you are my employee, I don't want you kneeling. I don't have a problem with either one. People should be allowed free speech, but an owner, a boss should be allowed to dictate, uh, you know, what they expect out of their employees. But whether... You agree with the the kneeling or not with Colin Kaepernick, when Nike signed up with him as an endorser, what they also signed up for was not just a person that stood for kind of people's rights and all that stuff. They also uh, are defending a person who, as I said, said that Fidel Castro, a you know ruthless dictator who killed thousands of people, right. who was uh, he supported him? Right. Colin Kaepernick is also a person who has compared police to pigs with the right, socks with the that socks. So right. all I'm saying is even if even if you think that Colin Kaepernick is the greatest person in the world because of his silent protest, whatever. There are also a lot of social issues, which he has looked very dumb on in terms of his support and his kind of spoken word and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, if you're pro-Fidel Castro, I don't know if we could be friends. And that's that's something that people don't bring up. They say, well, it's the kneeling and that. And, you know, perhaps so, but a lot of it does have to do with the Fidel Castro shirt, which he's... Uh, why was that taken out of context, Rader, Ryan, when he, he wore it for Del He was saying Castro.
4: that um, he admired uh, – no, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but what he meant was that uh, how Fidel Castro uh, valued the education systems and stuff like that. That's what he meant. He probably well, shouldn't have said that, but that's what he said.
3: Right, and the socks also another uh, a turnoff there also. Again, uh, if he would come out and, you know, think about this for a second. If you want to get your message out, And if Colin Kaepernick did play, I think it'd be the highest rated single game this year. Who knows how high of a regular season game would be rated anyway. Could you imagine him getting interviewed before the game and after the game? He'd have an entire audience uh, to get his message out. So another reason why I'm surprised he doesn't do interviews uh, with like Oprah and stuff like that. All right, uh, real busy first hour. We have so much more to get to. I'm keeping my eye on the ball game of Hawaii up 7-3 over La Tech in, uh, in that one. We'll come back. We're going to get into what LeBron said. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people got thoughts on that next on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Aaron underscore Torres at the Los Angeles studios. I'm in the Vermont slash New York studios. I like to say Vermont slash New York because people don't know where I am, Aaron, to be honest. I was going to
2: say, yeah, I like how you just casually throw in New York because it's a place that people have actually heard of. Yes, yes. But no, you are not in the New York studios. You're in Vermont. It is the, what is it, the... Maple State, the Maple. The Green
3: Mountain State, yeah, we can uh, do that, yeah. The Ben and Jerry State, okay, what, whatever, you're in that I told state. You, there's four famous people here, Uh-oh. Bernie Sanders, myself, and Ben and Jerry. That's you're it, so... my friend, that's all you get up here in Vermont.
2: Well, I've learned from working with you there's going to be
3: one more this summer. Kyler Murray's going to be playing his summer ball up there, right? I'm not sure about that. I I was talking to Plank. He kind of made it sound like he could start in double-A. Ooh. uh, Though I'm not even sure that he may not get drafted in the NFL. Somebody may take a flyer on him just in case he changes his mind. I know I would uh, take a flyer on him in like the fifth or sixth round because he's a first-round selection. I'd take a chance on him in case he changes his mind after that.
2: Can I just say, so I, I think that he would have potential as an NFL quarterback but this narrative that emerged over the last couple weeks, like, oh, he would for sure
3: be a number one, a first-round draft pick. Like, are we sure about that? I think it'd be a first. Yeah, I think he'd be a first rounder. See, I'd I really do, especially because of the way the quarterback position is valued.
2: But I see, I disagree, and I'll tell you why. Because the NFL is a copycat league, and there has never been a five foot nine nine, yeah. Like hundred sixty pound quarterback, I think Pat Hayden. But go, go ahead, Pat Hayden. Pat, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Pat White, the kid from West Virginia about a decade ago. But no, 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 no. Yeah, like yeah, Pat Hayden. When when defensive yeah. linemen were two hundred forty five <laughs> pounds. But like so so the idea is like, I see why people would be intrigued by him. But the fact that uh, like an NFL GM, I mean Lamar Jackson won a Heisman Trophy. Lamar Jackson six foot five. But he's also far from a, a complete pocket passer, and he still does most things with his legs. And Lamar Jackson
3: was the last pick of the first round. What about Doug Flutie? D- d-
2: I mean, did he get drafted in the first round? He didn't get drafted. No, no, before. no. I'm
3: just saying he was also a, a short quarterback. And, also, and he did
2: But but he never left the pocket, or he did, but not to the degree that Kyler Murray does. So the point, And then, by the way, you not only have to draft him. Yeah, he's a guy that's going to play baseball, and you have to talk him out of playing baseball or figure out a way to do both. So, like, this narrative that has emerged over the last
3: couple of weeks, like, oh, he'd for sure be a first-round pick. Like, I don't buy it. I just think- I told you our high school – when I went to high school, our high school quarterback – Jeannie Bus. yep. Uh, no, no, well, that was the Laker owner, But our high school – well, she went to high school with us all. But our, our high school quarterback was the first or second-round pick in the baseball draft uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays, and he told them not to pick him because he was going to go – Uh, play football, uh, and ended up playing for the Redskins and for the Raiders, I believe. Jay Schrader. Jay Schrader. uh, And played in the Super Bowl. So we'll see how it works out for for Murray. But I I wouldn't put him not playing football behind them. Look, a lot of things I want to get to because we got Vegas running coming at about 20 past the hour as we give you the sights, the sounds, the feel of Week 16 live from Vegas. So that's coming up. But I want to get right to LeBron. Oh, my goodness. Talk about a firestorm. LeBron, of course, has an HBO show called The Shop. And he had a few things to say on that. Raider Ryan, let's play what LeBron had to say on his HBO show, The Shop. Sure, even though that's not my name. Well, play it anyway, whatever your name is then.
7: Ask me uh, what i like to play with Kevin Durant. Ask me right now. Would you like to play with
6: Kevin
7: Durant? Absolutely. Ask me if i like to play with Jimmy Butler. Say yeah, right, right now. Ask me about Kyrie Irving, Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me about Embiid, Ben Simmons. Go ahead. All of them. Luka Doncic, ask me right now. Come on, guys. It's not rocket science. <laughs> it's not rocket science. These are great players. Absolutely, uh, I would love to play with a lot of great players. That's just who I am. People get caught up in, you know, get caught up in bunches. You know, sometimes when they, they wish they can control what you say, and they can't control me at all. And I play by the rules.
3: That that that's at the end of the game, or uh, in a press conference, or you know, uh, after a game where he was talking about, uh, is it tampering? Everybody was saying, is LeBron tampering with some of these players? I have no problem with this, because if he didn't say it like this, he would certainly get word to these players. Uh, By the way, I haven't seen an onslaught of players, of free agents wanting to sign with the Lakers anyway, once they found out LeBron was going there. But uh, I think this is a whole to-do about nothing. See, I
2: I completely disagree. I, I think that he's, listen, it's one thing to say, I would love to play with him, but there's such a, like an, Undertone of we're gonna sign him in free agency. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And to me, I like. I do think the league needs to do something. I do think that Anthony Davis is under contract. It shouldn't be
3: a talk well, because Anthony Davis doesn't know that he want that LeBron wants to play with him. Because there's no way LeBron can get the message to him.
2: No, but I think it, like let's say you're Alvin Gentry, you're in the New Orleans front office. And LeBron says, yeah, I would love to play with Anthony Davis. First of all, as LeBron kind of said, I think he's right on this, is like, yeah, everyone would love to play with Anthony Davis. He's awesome. He's one of the five best basketball players on the planet. But if you're the New Orleans Pelicans, like, I I don't know, I just feel like I would be, if I was in that front office, I would be pissed off that LeBron's saying that, that they're talking about my guy when he's still under contract with my team. I would add to this, Arnie. I thought that that kind of commentary by LeBron was kind of insulting to LeBron's current teammates. And if I was in that huddle, if I was in that media scrum, I would right. have said to LeBron, "Oh, so so like, okay, cool. So you want to play with Anthony Davis. So like who on who on this team right now are you willing to trade? Because like Anthony Davis isn't coming for free. Like he's either going to sign that extension this summer and stay with New Orleans or he's going to get traded. So you got to give up somebody." So to me, I think it's insulting to to the Pelicans. I think it's insulting to LeBron's teammates. And by the way, I think the media that was there uh, rather than trying to be buddy-buddy with LeBron, ask a tough question, and I would ask, okay, well, well, who are you guys going to get rid of? Who's on the block to get Anthony Davis? I thought it was a really bad look by everybody involved, that little commentary. Right
3: there. Look, I, I, I like LeBron. I think that's a great point. Which ones are you going to get rid of? I would have said, hey, which ones do you want off the team, LeBron? As to where they said he, <laughs> they, can't, yeah. they can't silence him, um, that's not true. There are certain rules that everybody has to hear, uh, you know, uh, answer to, and one of them is you can't criticize the referees. He could do it, but it would just be punished for it, and it would cost the money. I know that's not a lot, but you still would be punished for it. He acts like he's above the rules. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah, and I and I got a problem with that. Well, now, real uh, quick, real quick, yeah, go ahead. in
2: in our business, there is certain rules and regulations. There's in a lot of businesses called the non compete. Right, you can't. Um, work for... two, like I can't go work for ESPN Radio tomorrow. Maybe I could. I right. don't know. But like, but like, you know, Doug Gottlieb or Clay Trapp, somebody that's on air every day, they can't go work for ESPN. I feel like this is kind of a basketball non-compete. Is that, you know, I can't just say on air, oh, I'd love to go work for ESPN. By the way, I wouldn't love working for Fox, just want that out there. But I'm just saying, there are rules against what I can and can't say publicly, and I just feel like this is a non-compete for basketball players. Is like, it's great. We every, Again, everybody knows that Anthony Davis, everybody would love to play with Anthony Davis. Same with Kevin Durant, same with Kawhi, same with LeBron. But I do think that the league has to step in. You can't just be talking
3: about other guys' players like that. I, I, I do have a problem with this. Right. Aaron underscore Torres, if you want to comment to that, or at stinking genius one. I don't even have a problem if Magic Johnson or GMs want to say that, but I do want to get to what LeBron had to say on his HBO show, Raider Ryan. Play that one for me because that's the one that everybody's talking about.
7: No, I mean, in the NFL, they just got a, they got a bunch of old white men owning teams, and they got that they got that slave mentality, and and, and it's like this is my team. You do what the I tell y'all to do, yeah. or we get rid of y'all. I'm so appreciative of, of our of, in our league of our commissioner. Like he at least want to hear us out. As long as we're doing it in a very educational, nonviolent way, then he's absolutely okay with it. Because at the end of the day. The players is who make the ship go.
3: Um, Obviously, everybody was talking about the word slave mentality. I I had a big problem with it when I first heard it. Uh, Of course, I looked it up at a a different type of definitions of it. Not quite the words I was thinking about that it said. Uh, But I still don't like the connotation that it brings. When you're saying slave mentality, it makes me feel like you're saying these white owners have problems Uh, with his slave mentality with uh, black players and I don't think that's what LeBron was trying to say say so maybe I'm not getting the point I think there could have been a better way for him to say it but I think he's doing it just to have some shock value for his HBO show so what do you think he meant then because to me
2: I think it's pretty clear what he meant I think he. I don't. I completely disagree. But what you said that you're not sure. What he, he, so
3: you're thinking that he's that he's saying all the old white owners are racist. Then is what you're trying to tell me.
2: Not so much racist, but yeah. I think that they're trying to kind of what he's saying is they're trying to kind of oppress thought, oppress opinion. My problem is that is not <laughs> that is not what slavery, slave ownership, slave owner mentality was about. By the way. Players are allowed on their social media in public, and this is the stuff we've talked about for two years already. But players are allowed to talk about whatever they want, yes. in the confines of their personal lives, right? Uh, if if look, Colin Kaepernick, we talked about him uh, throughout the, the first hour. But if Adrian Peterson, I think of him because he's on my TV right now, if he wants to go on his personal Twitter account or, or Instagram account and talk about politics, talk about uh, uh the president. No one is stopping him from doing it. But to me, this is not a slave owner mentality. This is a boss's mentality. A boss, the person who writes your checks, whether it's you, whether it's me, whether it's Colin Kaepernick, Adrian Peterson, Aaron Rodgers, a boss has a right to dictate what happens in the workplace. And this is the
3: part that's always bothered me. I think when you say slave mentality, you're undermining, you're really not giving... Uh, you're really not remembering one of the worst times in history what slaves actually went through. So when you're comparing what these... And by the way, which owners have the slave mentality? I'm sure you're not talking about all of them or not all the old white owners. So why don't you tell us which ones are egregious and maybe we could do something about it like we did with Donald Sterling or Marge Schatz where you know we we get them to sell the team. Why wouldn't you want... So just tell us... Which ones are racist or which ones have the slave mentality? Maybe we could do something about it, Aaron.
2: Yeah. Jerry Richardson's another one. There weren't racial undertones there, but there were sexual undertones where he was sexually harassing, you know, women in the workplace and stuff like that. Like, yeah, there are bad people that own NFL teams though different than there are bad people that are teachers, lawyers, doctors, policemen, firefighters, whatever. But I do, like you said, slavery throughout history, and it, it dates back thousands of years. It's not just something that happened in the United States in the 1700s and 1800s. It's a terrible, awful thing. And even if you want to say a slave owner's mentality is different than slavery itself, right? I have a problem with equating anything that's to slavery. Yeah, I I just do. I just I, I honestly do because it's like saying you have a Hitler mentality
3: or something like that's that. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. is
2: that? Listen, we live. In a great country, you know, we live in the best country, in my opinion, on the planet. And there is real oppression going on. I'll give you an example, Arnie. Ennis Cantor, who plays for the New York Knicks. Yes. He cannot go back to his home country of right. Turkey. Right. Because he will be jailed because he has spoken out <laughs> against the current leadership. I think
3: he was uh, afraid for his father, was he not?
2: Yes. He cannot go back to Turkey because he will be jailed because he has spoken out against the current president uh, his family has at times been in danger. That is oppression. Exactly. And exactly. An NFL owner saying, "I would prefer if you don't stand, if you don't kneel for the national anthem, because it's going to hurt my business." That is not oppression. That is not a slave owner's mentality. I, I've, I used this example months ago, or when we talked about this last when Kaepernick, uh, you know, yeah. throughout the time. If if we came on air tonight two great NFL games going on, Rams-Chargers, and we decided for three hours that we wanted to talk about tennis, our bosses would fire us. Is that a slave-owner mentality? Because we're not, well, we we should be able to talk about what we want. It's our show. No, we're on the clock. We're representing Fox Sports Radio. It's completely different. Go ahead.
3: No, I was going to say we'll get more into it because I also want to say which old white owners, uh, we're certainly not talking about Robert Kraft, who helped get Meek Mill out of prison, right? Great point, great point. Robert Kraft is one of the most righteous people I know, owner or not owner, so... We're not talking about him. We're not talking about the Bills uh, with Kim Pugula, are we? We're not talking about the new owner of, of, uh, of, of, a, of a couple of teams out there. So, um, But we'll get into that because coming up next, we're going to go live to Las Vegas, talk to Vegas runner, see what's going on there as we get you ready for Week 16. we got a lot to get to. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on car insurance. He's Aaron Torres, I'm Arnie Spanier, really busy Saturday night, so let's go right out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, you can check him out at thebigmoves.com, that's thebigmoves.com. You can tweet him at Greek underscore gambler, that's Greek underscore gambler. It's Vegas Runner. How you doing, Vegas Runner?
8: Never better, Arnie, never better. Thanks for having me. Busy day. We had NFL and, of course, a couple bowl games going on, and real quickly in that NFL game, that that. Pick six at the end of the game changed absolutely everything as far as the over-under is concerned. And more importantly, yeah. not, not missing the extra point and then not kicking the extra point at the end of the game. Because I'll tell you, the, the groups that I provide betting accounts for, they had Tennessee minus 10. They bought that hook Oof. down as if wow. they knew. If you saw that line right before the game, it went all the way up to as high as 12.5 in some places. So a lot of piggybackers got that information late in Steam, Tennessee. But the, the guys that really are behind those, big line moves, they actually had Tennessee at 10 and could have got that push and just didn't get there.
3: I think everybody was on the Chargers today, minus the points. I'm assuming the books did well with the Ravens.
8: Yeah, You're so right, Arnie. And not only that, that game even stayed under as well. So that was even a bigger bonus. Even though the sharp money was on the under, there was more than enough public money on the over. And you're absolutely right. As far as the side goes, ticket count guys that I were talking to, local outs back east, they were getting... At like 10-to-1 in favor of the Chargers, this is on the East Coast, where Baltimore you would think would be getting some money. And they were getting 10-to-1 Charger ticket count and even higher money bet ratio one-sided on the Chargers. So you're absolutely right. It couldn't have been a better result for the book.
2: Houston battling for a potential first-round buy in a couple weeks here, but it seems as though the money's coming in on Philly. Explain that one.
8: Yeah, and that's all wise guy money on the Philadelphia Eagles. It's not public money, that much I can tell you, because this line did open up at a pickup. And I think come tomorrow, I expect the public money to be pretty much two-way action. Now at two and a half, I don't think they're going to come in one-sided, so the only exposure the books are going to have is from the betting syndicates. Listen, last week, touched on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they were getting the money, and even money line, there was some value there at $5. To one against the Rams. Um, is it momentum carrying over? That they're betting maybe, uh, but I think Houston is a little bit of an overvalued team right now. I mean, they've won a lot of games down the stretch and covered, in fact, uh, but it hasn't been against stellar opposition if you look. I mean, they've played the Washington, the Miamis, the Jets, um, and when they stepped up against the Colts, they lost that game. So, I mean, now Back-to-back road games, the sharp money's on Philadelphia. But like I said, I expect the public money to come in both sides here.
3: What's going on with the Patriots? opened up at 10-and-a-half, went to 13-and-a-half. I mean, is this just a simple one saying the Patriots have to win the clinch so they're just going to destroy Buffalo? Everybody jumping on that Patriot game this weekend. Uh,
8: yeah, no surprise. And that's all public money there. It's not the sharp money behind the New England wave that, that's that been moving. Um, I look at New England. I mean, they haven't covered uh, – What once in the month of December, the first today against Minnesota, I mean, back-to-back at Miami, at Pittsburgh, not only did they lose both games, I mean, not cover, they lost both straight up, both they were favored, and you're right, here they are, giving a ton of points uh, to Buffalo, but let's not forget, they just beat Buffalo at Buffalo by 19, yeah. um, and, and last time, Buffalo traveled to New England, they lost that one by three touchdowns, so it's not as if they have a lot of luck up in New England, and I think it's just one of those trends where it's New England or leave the game alone and the public likes New England again.
2: Tomorrow night, KC at Seattle. We all know that both teams have a lot at stake here. What What's uh, Vegas saying about this one?
8: Uh, uh, they are going to need Seattle when, when this one's all said and done. Uh, even though you're seeing that line move, and that is betting syndicate money, that much I can tell you with 100% certainty on Seattle. Most guys I spoke to said the wrong team is favored in this game. Um, wow. Absolutely no reason why Kansas City is a favorite on the road. In fact, if you wanted to bet this game loud, Last week just seven days ago prior to last week's game kicking off Seattle was slated as a one point favorite wow. in this game exactly and the market just shifted towards the Kansas City side um after Seattle lost at San Francisco but that was just a really bad spot for Seattle at San Francisco I mean they were coming off a couple wins in a row um and they had just annihilated that same San Francisco game uh team two weeks prior uh, I mean it was just a bad spot, and I think that the betting syndicate's saw that and saw the value on Seattle, where with Kansas City, let's face it, every time they have stepped up in class, they have not gotten the job done. They, they did in New England, they lost that game. Against the Rams, they lost that game. Against the Chargers, they lost that game. Their wins are against teams like Oakland and San Francisco and Arizona. I mean, not all that impressive. Um, so I, I gotta agree with the Seattle side. I mean, if this team shows up that, that was playing well prior to last week, I think this is a very winnable game, especially at Seattle.
3: What's going on with Tampa and Dallas? I thought everybody would be all over the Cowboys. Is it that they still don't trust the Cowboys, or they're high on Tampa, or is it that number seven that people are staying
8: away from? That's what it is. It's that. The seven and a, When it got seven and a half, the, the wise guys, the, the guys I give accounts to, they took the seven and a half on Tampa Bay. And they've been doing a lot this season. And the reason is pretty simple, and it sounds funny, but it's the truth. Tampa Bay can score on anyone when the game doesn't matter. I mean, the back is always <laughs> Open with that team. Um, I mean, They could come down and get that junk touchdown. We see it all the time. Um, and the back door is probably going to be open at Dallas, but they're coming off getting shut out. I mean, so you should see their a full focus there. I could see Dallas being in a lot of teasers tomorrow. I think that's where the most exposure is going to be on that game, where guy, people are just betting Dallas just to have to win the game on a teaser, you know, teasing them down from minus seven down to minus one. And, I mean, dallas has played great at home they've only lost one there they're six and one so it's not the worst teaser i've ever heard of
2: last one for me uh and i'm going to switch from the nfl to college because i just saw some highlights from that army houston oh, game wow army puts up 70 what was the scene in the sports books like during that one
8: yeah, how did they do that? I mean listen, Army was getting the money and and the under was what was the, the supposedly the hot side. I mean, I have haven't seen a move like that where these guys didn't try to middle it, honestly, in forever. I when when a total moves ten points it's automatic. I mean when it moved seven points, it was a, we had a green light to middle it. I mean, it was an automatic middle. It didn't matter if even if it went its high totals where you have higher variance, it still seven points is a pretty significant middle. This one was a ten point middle and they didn't take it. The total went opened at sixty seven and a half and got bet down all the way to fifty six and a half. Fifty six in some places before mm-hmm. the game. So eleven and a half points. The betting syndicates don't play the middle because they think it's the unders that solid and army goes over by themselves. So it wasn't a good result for the sharp guys, uh, but the, the public did well because they were betting army and they were betting the game over. I mean, they, they, they see Houston, they're going to bet Houston over and they weren't scared of all that steam betting it under. That's for sure.
3: Last question, Vegas runner, which game are we missing out on? Any one particular game that's getting a lot of uh, dinero yeah, on yeah. it?
8: I, have to mention Miami Jacksonville and here's Whoa. why. There is gonna be one sided money on Miami tomorrow. That may be one of the biggest um, one-sided games as far as exposure goes. Because it's not a sexy game, it ain't going to attract the, the crazy volume that's going to make the books real nervous. But I think Miami's going to get so much straight bets and be tied into so many exotics where bettors think it's an automatic form. And I'd say caution there because the the, the sharp guys, the guys that win long-term, that 1%, they like Jacksonville. They took Jacksonville plus 4.5. They took Jacksonville plus plus four. And today they took some money line on Jacksonville. That much I can promise you. And I think it's a simple case of listen: no team's ever as good as they look or as bad as they look in any one week. And and no, you can't look worse than Jacksonville's looked of late. I mean, that's the bottom line. They're one seven and two against the spread. Their last ten games. So you've only cashed once with them. Where on the flip side, you look at Miami. The last nine times Tannehill's been at home, he's eight and one against the spread. Ooh. Dolphins. Six and one at home this year against the spread, so the trend betters are going to like them. The 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 fact Jacksonville's looked so bad that that. Public's gonna want to bet against them, and it's always one of those games, man, where you gotta be careful. Where it looks so easy, and and just never goes that way. Usually, those those bets that are the hardest to make end up cashing the easiest historically for me. And Jacksonville's just such a difficult bet for me to make, but I think I have to make it because, I, like I said, there's a lot of sharp money behind that Jacksonville side, and I think it makes sense because again, no team is ever as bad as they look in any 60-minute football game. Just too much randomness randomness involved
3: you could reach vegas runner at thebigmoves.com. that's the big moves.com. or you could tweet him at greek underscore gambler enjoy the games tomorrow always appreciate it we'll speak to you next week my friend
8: thanks for having me have guys. a great enjoy christmas game. too yes yeah, have, have, have a great, great holiday again thanks for having me have a safe and happy holidays and uh best of luck to all. All right. Happy take care. Others. Vegas, Vegas runner.
4: runner.
3: Love talking to him. We'll come back. I want to talk more about LeBron. I want to talk more about the wrestler that had to get that haircut and about what Mark Cuban had to say. So we have a lot to get to. First, though, let's check in with Brian Finley. See what the Finsters got <laughs> trending. What's
0: trending out there, Finn?
5: What is trending? Well, a couple football games out there tonight. The Ravens defense belittled the Chargers.
0: Pass across the middle completes a gate to the 40-yard line. And he'll be taken down. Fumbles the ball. Picked up. Tavon Young has it near sideline. Charger 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Tavon Young.
5: Ravens Radio Network, Baltimore forces three turnovers and takes down Los Angeles 22-10. Chargers quarterback Phillip Rivers with a subpar game, 181 through the air, no touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked four times. His MVP hopes might have taken a hit. And with the win, Baltimore hanging on to that sixth seed in the playoffs, and the Titans are right there, though, in the mix of things, too. Thanks to Blaine Gabbert earlier today. Gabbert, who is known for underperforming on the football field replaced injured Marcus Mariota today and led the Titans to a 25-16 comeback win over the Redskins. Titans get into the postseason by winning next week and Baltimore or Pittsburgh need to lose one more time. Hey, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In college football, Hawaii leading Louisiana Tech 7-3 at halftime in the Hawaii Bowl. Troy downed Buffalo 42-32 in the Dollar General Great name, by the way. And one score out of the NBA, Bradley Beal. Triple-double, 40 points in a thriller as the Wizards win 149-146 in triple overtime against the Suns. Back to you guys. All
3: right, thanks a lot, Finns. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier, uh, getting a lot. Uh, of text on the uh, uh, obviously about LeBron or tweets I should say. I'll, I'll screw that up till I die probably. Um, just a couple things on that. He said that and played again for us Orion Ryan what LeBron had to say about the uh, slave mentalities of the white owners in the NFL. You know, I mean really in the NFL saying. they
7: just got a, they got a bunch of old white men owning teams and they got that they got that slave mentality. And, and, and it's like this is my team you do what the I tell y'all to do, or we get rid of y'all. I'm so appreciative of of our, in our league, of our commissioner, like, he at least want to hear us out. As long as we're doing it in a very educational, nonviolent way, then he's absolutely okay with it, because at the end of the day, the players is who make the ship go.
2: Arnie, can I jump in there really quick? Yeah. Because I think LeBron said something really important there. He said, our owner is willing to hear us out, Okay, or our, our uh, commissioner is willing to hear us out. The difference with basketball, the difference with the NBA, nobody is making any kind of protest or social commentary in the workplace. And that is the difference. That is They hear them out because there is sort of whatever you want to call it, an unspoken understanding that... There will be no issues. Once you step between those white lines, there will be no issues. There will be no kneeling. There will be no disrespecting the flag. And I think that's the key there. They're willing to listen, but there's a a kind of agreement or understanding between the two sides where with the NFL, it has never been an agreement. The, The players think they should be able to do it in the workplace. So
3: I think LeBron kind of disproved his own point in that commentary. Uh, Which white owners was he talking about? Which old white owners? Uh, Was it McNair, who recently passed away? Um, And by the way, uh, another owner which recently passed away uh, and was my boss at one point, Paul Allen, had two teams in the NFL and in the NBA. So is he also part of the problem when you were talking about old white guys? Another thing that maybe uh, LeBron didn't think about when he was talking about that.
2: Yeah, and I think that's the problem when you use broad sweeping brushes. Um now let's now let's kind of stay with that theme because you look at Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones has been one of the most outspoken owners in terms of all my players will stand, all my right. players will whatever, right? So but yet
3: if you talk to his former players, thank like Michael you, Irvin. That's exactly and, where I okay, was going to cool, go. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. And say it. Because he they love him and he gives them financial advice all the time.
2: They love him. They swear by him Michael Irvin will go go to the moon and back for Jerry Jones. By the way, the first person that stood up and said, I got my owners back in that whole circumstance was Dak Prescott an African-American because I think that there is a spoken agreement between the two sides of them. By the way, Zeke Elliott, there are a lot of African-American players on the Dallas Cowboys, and they all had Jerry Jones' back. And so that's exactly the point I was going to get to, Arnie, is Uh, You know, you would think, quote-unquote, slave owner's mentality, suppressing his players' free speech. Jerry Jones has been as vocal, if not more vocal than any owner, as in, this is my team, these are my rules, yet he's also the guy that his players swear by him, and I think he's the last person you would say has a slave owner's mentality.
3: Yeah, and I, I don't think, you know, when you say that, you know, when you paint that broad brush... Now we have to start thinking of all the owners in the NFL and which ones he's talking about. Now, did he say it just for shock value for his TV show? What do you think about that?
2: I think he said it because it's a cool thing to say in social commentary. You know, this isn't the first time. I mean, Draymond Green, I think, compared either owners or whoever to slave ownership. Colin Kaepernick. Has called uh, cops, you know, police officers in 2018 modern day slave catchers. It's like we need to read a history book and understand what slavery was and what slavery was about and how there is nothing in modern American culture that equates to it. It actually honestly drives me crazy. And I think it makes these guys look really bad. And it's disappointing to me because people look up to these guys. And I do think that there are a lot of places that they make. You know, LeBron's done incredible things. He's opened up a school. He's paid thousands of dollars for higher education for kids in and around Akron. But you can't say dumb stuff like this. It just doesn't
3: look good. Um, you know, I was listening to Ephraim and Brian. No argue about it, going back and forth. And I love LeBron. I really do. I think when he says this, though, he's grandstanding and trying to also, you know, get ratings for his TV show. So I don't know if it does well or what. But I think the key word here, slave mentality, is one of those buzzwords to get everybody talking
4: about it.
2: Yeah, and I I, I do think that um, I don't know I, I don't I don't know if he was trying to do it for his show or for whatever. Um, but it just I don't know. To me, it just I, I I I'm just so unimpressed by it because I just think that sports has been very good to him. It's given him a platform. It's made him a multi-millionaire hundreds of times over. I mean, he's worth, I think, $700 million plus I read this week. Uh, sports has been good to him. Sports has been good to a lot of African-American football players. I don't buy that there's any type of slave-owner mentality. I believe that, as I said, it is a business-owner mentality. And again, I'll use the same example I used last segment, is that if we came on tonight in the middle of NFL season and we decided to talk tennis— is is our if our boss decided to fire us is that a slave owner mentality because we don't have free speech and we're not allowed to talk about what we talk about or is the boss making a decision that's what's best for the company similar to NFL owners
3: right that's the way it is in real life yes. i don't think people will quite understand that though and that's and
2: that's and that's what bothers me when i kind of said that you know lebron that that kids and people look up to him is what he's saying is that any employee should have the right or this is the message that's coming across whether he's saying it or not that any employee should be allowed to say or do whatever they want as long as they believe in that. Maybe LeBron can do that because LeBron is one of the most gifted basketball players in the history of the sport but the average employee can't do that and I look I don't have kids Arnie I don't know I don't know if kids are growing up thinking well if my boss says that I can't share my rights or uh, like this isn't how the real world works. We all have bosses. We all have somebody to answer to, and I just don't like this idea that any time that a boss makes demands of his employees, that there's right. some kind of slave owner mentality.
3: No, I agree with you on that. All right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll see what the other big stories going on. There's uh, baseball happening, so we'll touch on that. We'll get to some of the late scores. That's coming up next. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. Well, I got a fan in Ron... Spaniards, a lot like Roger Goodell, greedy, corrupt snake oil salesman, con man, despised among many other things. But and outside of that, you're a great guy. Well, I mean, I got that going for me. I, I hit the like button on that anyway. I don't know. All right, uh, let's check in with Brian Finley, see what other stories are going on. What's happening out there,
5: Finn? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, I wanted to bring to light, you guys had been talking about this, and it's been a big story. The whole Urban Meyer thing with him, of course. Taking on not only this new teaching position yeah. reportedly, <laughs> but also becoming an assistant athletic director. And, and, and look, I get it. You know, everybody's flawed, but I'm kind of sick of hearing all these people in power getting off kind of easy. And I just, I think it's kind of blatant hypocrisy when you think about it, because he's not really doing these things, in my opinion. Uh, for giving back. I think it's a selfish way for him to preserve his self image. And I think, you know, he's a smart guy. And I think he's trying to fool us all by. By kind of covering everything up, and I kind of wanted to see what you guys thought about well, I, I this. I don't
3: know what it, I don't know what his job's going to be. They're, they're keeping it hush hush. They're like, well, we're we're not going to comment. He's just going to be the assistant athletic director. I don't know what a, I don't know what an assistant athletic re- director does when, especially when you were a former football coach. Is that you know Is that a good prerequisite for assistant athletic directors to be the head football coach? I don't know.
2: Well, they have these associate uh, assistant whatever AD positions. He'll do the same thing Mac Mac Brown did, what Jim Calhoun did at my alma mater, UConn. He'll raise money, he'll kiss babies, all that stuff. Um, I personally, you guys seem to disagree with me. Like, look, I look. He is a morally, uh, to put it nicely, I, I, he's not the most morally upstanding person. But the second that he came back, and the second that he decided to step away, the school wasn't going to cut bait with him. He was too good, too important to that school, and it's unfortunate. Uh, but I listen. I'm in a minority. I think he's going to coach again. I think if the right job opens, he'll leave soon. But if I'm Ryan Day, man, I'm looking over my shoulder. I know Ryan Day's his mentor, and da 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 da, right. this and that. If Ryan Day goes nine and three next year and seven and five the following year, you mean to tell me there won't be a clamor in that fan base to get Urban? Meyer I think about?
3: he'll be. I think he'll be gone by then. I to think, where? I, th- I think he'll sit. up. Well, I don't know what's going to be open in a year from now. I can't possibly even take a a thought at that. I don't know. But I think he'll get back into coaching after a one-year hiatus.
2: Well, I mean, look, there's buzz about USC if the Cliff Kingsbury experiment doesn't work. Uh Notre Dame, I'll say this. Brian Kelly, there's been rumors for years no, that he wants he to get to the year, NFL. Yeah. You cut right. you didn't let me talk, Arnie. I was gonna say that he wants yeah. to get to the NFL because that's a really hard job. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I, I think it would have to be the right job. He's not coming back to coach some bum school like Arizona or anything, but Wow. Yeah, you like that.
5: I squeeze got that in him. there.
3: You squeeze that <laughs> squeeze that one you weren't ready for that uh, one. Right, what else you got, Finn? I'm gonna have to move on after that. What else you got, well, Finn?
5: It, guys, if I'm going to a class that is coached by a or taught by a coach. I'm going to go to Mike Leach's class. I'm sure you guys perhaps heard about this. He's he, he's interested in coaching, or well, obviously coaching, but teaching a course at Washington State. I think that would be a lot more entertaining, because why do I want to go to a, a class as a leader in Urban Meyer, who, as you had mentioned, Aaron, mentally not quite there, or morally, I should say, not quite there with some of the stuff he's done. I mean, why did he really leave Florida? All these things, it just, there's such a double standard, and and it just kind of really kind of tugs at me at a guy like that. He's kind of, in a way, fooling us all, and he's He's still there. He's fooling nobody, though. That's the problem. Well, he thinks he's fooling us all. Exactly. Well said.
3: All right, what are they saying about the Dodger trade out there? That must be going absolutely crazy.
2: Oh, I was so sad yesterday. Mm. Pleaks my guy, man. I was so sad when that
5: happened. I think that's huge. I mean, from some of the Dodgers fans I've talked to, they are all kind of in mourning right now. I mean, <laughs> one was just so distraught. Like, why did we get rid of Puig? You know, that's sort of the, the now, was it, in, That
3: They got rid of uh, Puig and um, Walker, not Walker, um, Kemp. Kemp, and I, I forget who the third is. Alex. Uh, in order to, what, clear things out so they can get Bryce Harper. That's the latest,
5: right? That's what it sounds like. That's what most people happen to think. Whether they get him or not, that's another story.
3: Yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure that Bryce Harper is going to hit that much better out there that's, Aaron, w- yeah. with the Dodgers.
2: I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry, Arnie. No, but no, go ahead. That's what I was going to say is that Puig, while he was a little bit inconsistent, man, was he clutch and he wasn't afraid. If you remember, we came on, Arnie, in the middle of one of those games where he hit a home run that should have iced the game, and then Dave Roberts screwed up and brought in Kenley Jansen for a six-out save, but... The- but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but Puig was a big time player. And you look at Harper, he's never won a playoff series in his career. I think he's great statistically, but I've seen nothing to say that he's going to put a team on his back and lead him to a championship.
3: All right, we're short on time, Finn, so I appreciate that. Real quick, I want to get from you, Aaron. How about Arizona State in hoop taking down Kansas today? I saw that game, huh?
2: Number one in the country goes down. Uh, Yeah, Arizona State basically holding strong for the entire Pac-12. Who is absolutely
3: Pac-12 is awful,
2: unbelievable. So earlier today, UCLA lost to Ohio State. They're now seven and five. USC six and five. Arizona four losses.
3: It's a bad, bad year to be the Pac-12 in basketball. Two hours are in the books. We have to get ready for Week 16. we got to go over today's NFL games. We'll talk about that wrestler and give you an update on that. i got to give you the comments that Cuban had. What did Juju say? Were the Raiders playing next year? All that. And our picks coming up. All that next here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening, as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you gotta do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, the power hour of the show. This is when we hit maximum affiliates out there. If you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Now, Aaron, I was nice enough to give the Sager the night off. For some reason. He comes in on the day that, what's going I gave you the night
6: off tonight, not the singer or what? Well, not only we you're going to talk about the the NFL game tonight, but I wanted to say publicly yes. that I kind of half didn't expect a Christmas box to come from you that you plugged on a prior show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, that's going to be the present of the year wow. for Christmas. That wow. was actual Vermont maple syrup, the original, and pancake waffle mix, and I already dove into the cookies last night. It was just... I can't thank you enough, and my wow. wife was very wow. impressed. I really, really am surprised at you that. See, you see, because
3: I, had no idea what I sent you. I made my wife do everything. That's so right. That it had even... <laughs> her
6: name even on the return label, not even yours. Wow. No,
3: that's right. I didn't did, even have. I did. I saw. It was all for the best. Spaniard. Best It
2: sounds like you spent all the the money on DeSager's gift that did not come for my gift. So no, yeah, no box
6: arrived like, for him.
3: Th- there was like thirty boxes. I, like all the producers got one. Everybody got one, and yet for some reason, Torres says he didn't get it.
6: I'll go look in the mail room after the segment. No,
3: no. Torres went to his house. I sent it to his house. I'm Everybody just Everybody else, I, I just sent to work. I'm like, I don't care if they steal it or what at work, but at least they'll be sending it to his house and it didn't get there, so... Well, Unbelievable. That. Do you happy- know how to
6: cook pancakes to Sager or what? I cooked them this morning. I oh. opened the stuff up and mixed the milk and eggs and had some this morning. Thank well, you. Look at you. Could, could, you taste the, could you taste
2: the Vermont freshness? <laughs> the syrup was really good, yes. Yeah, so, yeah that, Ar- that, that, Arnie that, got it right out of the tree, I think.
3: Yeah, they, oh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I climbed the tree and I started tapping that thing to get the pure maple sugar. Anyway, you're welcome. Enjoy it out there. And uh, well, Hey, one- one week during the summer, I should, I should have you guys come up and do the show out here in Vermont in the studios out here. I've I'm never gonna, been I'll to Vermont. Has updates.
6: anybody in Los Angeles here actually been to Vermont in their lives?
2: I've been, but I grew up in Canada.
6: Really, our producer? Yeah.
3: He grew up in Canada. Well, okay, Canada. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, it, it's they say well, it's only a six-hour flight. I'm like, it's six hours by telephone. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. It's
2: it's Wednesday, I, yes. Arnie. Have you celebrated Christmas? It's already it's already the day after Christmas where you <laughs> yeah. are.
3: Christmas is <laughs> over. All right. Anyway, enjoy and I am glad do, and I'm, I I do, and I'm happy to
6: publicly thank you for that. Wow. What was your take I... on this NFL? The Ravens have won five of six. They are looking good, and the Chargers pretty much have no chance at not only the one seed, no chance at their division title now.
3: Yeah, I, I gave—look, I, I said, look, I'll give Lamar Jackson credit for what he's been able to do and turn it around, and you see Flacco standing on the sideline uh, all hissed off as could be. But I'm not ready to say Lamar Jackson— is the next Dan Marino. He still has to work, obviously, on his passing. He had that one big play. Otherwise, you know, when you're passing for 200 yards or less, your team can, can beat. They're winning because they have a great defense. But mm-hmm. I do like Lamar Jackson. I didn't think he was going to be this good, though.
6: They really have to have long drives and keep it low scoring to have a chance. So is that a team you might want to play again in the playoffs? Because that might be a rematch in Baltimore in a couple weeks. What happened to your Chargers?
3: That's, that's what I want to know, my friend. What this was there?
6: their worst offensive game in four years. They were under 200 total yards they averaged what 28 points a game they had one touchdown tonight philip river's streak ended it was the league leading streak of 27 straight games with at wow. least one touchdown pass they kept getting in third and long they started zero for six on third down conversions because it was third and 19 third and 27 another time third and 23 they were awful but arnie as an nba fan tell me if this isn't a good analogy yeah the good pistons team with those great defense Opponents that usually had good offenses would be shut down by those Pistons teams, and then the opponents that lost would walk away and say, Yeah, we just didn't have it tonight. I don't know. And then, you know, 10 different opponents wind up saying that. That's kind (laughs) of how it is with the Ravens defense. Kind of how it is. With the Rams' great offense running into the Bears' great defense. but well, the-
3: I, I said, would you rather have a great defense like the Ravens or a great offense like Kansas City or the Saints coming into this year's playoffs?
6: Well, the Ravens have won a Super Bowl with a great defense, and Kansas City has barely advanced in postseasons with previous offense. offenses. Yeah, see, so- I, I said earlier, I disagree with that, and only because, and I understand
2: the argument, especially after tonight with Baltimore. I think in the modern NFL, though, When you have to play in back-to-back-to-back weeks, the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Patriots and the Colts maybe, who knows, at some point you're going to have to be able to score like 28 to 34 points. I just think you're going to be able to, and I know the Ravens were super effective tonight. I don't know that you can go four straight games, and they would obviously be playing four straight games, playing the way that they do to win, so...
6: It just was the shutdown was amazing because the Chargers, until a couple weeks ago, were best at the league in the average gain on first down. And here they wind up in third and long all night, and the Ravens dominated time of possession early. At one point in yardage, it was 192 yards to 41. I mean, the Chargers' first nine drives, they only had nine first downs. They'd only run 38 plays. They weren't (laughs) going anywhere. And then when you wind up with the Ravens' defensive touchdown late, I mean, Baltimore dominated and clearly they deserved did, to yeah. win this. I mean, I thought was,
3: there was a chance that they were going to steal the division away from Kansas City had they won today's game.
6: Yeah, because Kansas City has to go to Seattle for tomorrow yes. night's game, and that's yeah. not an easy place to play, and they need Kansas City to drop one. Forget all of that. The only good thing was that they actually saw Justin Tucker have a game where he missed two field goal attempts, oh. which hadn't happened in three years. Of yeah, course, but one was like a sixty-five, sixty-five 65-yard yard attempt, which would have been the NFL record. That's what it took.
3: Did you see the first one he missed by like an inch? The practice one. I'm surprised kickers don't do that more. And I'm like, hey, you can't get a practice kick like that. And, and uh, This was a
6: good anyway. Chargers crowd for a third home game in really? a row. Unlike when Kansas City visits or Denver, Philadelphia, where they're taking over the stadium. This place was ready and the Chargers laid an egg.
3: Unbelievable. They play better right. on the road. In uh, enjoy breakfast, the Sager. Thank you, I did and will. Thank you. All right, I appreciate that, Steve the Sager, who we gave that night off, uh, so he can enjoy his Chargers uh, lose to the Ravens. All right, a lot to get to. One story, and we got to get into Week 16 in the NFL. Obviously, the two games today uh, saw the Redskins lose to the Titans, 25-16. Though the game was closer than that, uh, Titans outscored him 16-3 in the last quarter. Otherwise, Titans lose this game. They probably don't make the playoffs there, Aaron.
2: Yeah, and they still obviously have to win, in theory, next week against Indy. And even then, they might not be in. I mean, look, if the Ravens win next week, the Ravens are currently in that sixth spot. So, Titans, a fascinating team. Mariota goes down. Blaine Gabbert plays. Now, look, the Redskins, it's over. It's been over since Alex Smith got hurt. But still, like, you watch the Titans, and I, m- maybe you feel differently than me, Arnie, but, like, nothing stands out about him. I know Derrick Henry's been playing well, but they just keep finding ways to win games. And, and like you just
3: said, they're in a position if they get some help to make the playoffs. What do you do about Mariota? Obviously, um, he gets hurt too much. I can't rely on him to be my starting quarterback if he's going to miss uh, five, six, seven games a year. Well, it's kind of... Isn't it no different
2: than so many other scenarios for various reasons of I mean can you really get rid of if they make the playoffs two years in a row I mean you can't get rid of a quarterback that's ma- that's taking you to the playoffs two years in a row
3: right You would think so but again if he's going to be hurt all the time you know how's that going to help you and now he got to be he had to be benched in the second half because of an injury
2: yeah, I, it's funny, right? Like, I mean, I know it's different cause he's still on that rookie contract, I believe, but, but it reminds me of like, uh, I remember I was, I was filling in on Thanksgiving night and it was the day that Matt Stafford just laid an egg against the bears. And me and Mike Harmon just sat here for three hours and said, you can't win with Matt Stafford as a quarterback and you can't win big anyways. And we brought on one of these NFL experts. I forget who it was. And he said, yeah, but you can't get rid of him. Who, who are you going to get in? That's better. And, Blaine Gabbert looked good for uh, you know a half tonight. Whatever, Blaine Gabbert's not the long term answer. You're not going to be in a position to draft somebody. Uh, maybe I mean maybe you go get Joe Flacco or somebody like that, but it'd be awfully tough to move off of Marcus Mariota. I do I do see your point though, Arnie.
3: I want to get to the juju comments that's coming up as well more sixteen, but just on a little side note, did you see the Mark Cuban comments? Ooh. Oh my goodness. Uh, And I'll just give you what he had to say. He said, if we took our best kids and seven years before their McDonald's All-American and we sent them over to Slovenia to get an education, the league would be a thousand times better. They would just learn to play basketball while our guys learn how to dunk and put together mixtapes. You know,
2: Arnie, it's so funny because I was just thinking the other day, how good could LeBron James have been if he grew up in Slovenia?
3: Yes, that, that way he doesn't know how to make mixtapes. By the way, um, people were very upset about that. Mark Cuban, I think, has backtracked a little bit, but there's a lot of people unhappy with those comments. Yeah, look, uh,
2: you know this, Arnie, but college basketball is my sport, and I spend a lot of my summertime at AAU tournaments talking to high school coaches, parents, whatever. The bottom line is... AAU basketball and the American basketball system has never been better at identifying, producing players. Now Team USA is involved, and I'm not going to bore you with all the boring details, but I'm telling you, Team USA has never, or or, USA basketball has never been in a better place. And by the way, for all the complaints about all these things, Arnie, who won the
3: last Olympic gold medal? Right, no, I understand, but I think one point that that you didn't bring up, though, is that, are they racist comments? Matter of fact, Mark Cuban had to go back and says, I'm not making shade on any culture. I think AAU is awful. Sometimes, I something I've been saying for years, AAU has tournaments for little kids, and it seems like every kid who wants to play uh, has a mixtape. You should see what I get sent. So, you know, was he taking shots at a culture or not really? No, I think he's, I well,
2: one, it's weird because you wonder a couple of things. One, he's got Luka Doncic. He's got Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk is the greatest European player ever. Luka Doncic is the next great European player, right? But they're also the exceptions to the rule. I mean, who's the second best European player of all time? Like Tony Parker? There's not many guys. Right. And so it's not as though Europe is producing this slew of unbelievable players I also think selfishly, I think he wants to build up the G League. These NBA owners, we talk about a slave owner mentality, but these NBA owners, they spend so much money on these G League teams and they're losing money on them. And I think that he sees Zion Williamson at Duke and says, man, I'd rather have that guy playing for my G League team than I would play him playing at Duke, and so I think he wants. To, he's one of these guys that has been very vocal about wanting to build up the NBA's minor league system. I think he's got a financial interest in this as well.
3: I know. I just don't understand how the mixtape and all that came in. I think that is kind of taking a shot at a culture. Uh, whether you know whether you do mixtapes or not, um, I'm, I'm not so sure about the whole education thing and the AAU. Uh, I know a lot of people are kind of against that. Uh, it seems like you're on one side or the other when it comes to AAU basketball. I thought uh, a Cuban was out of line, though, with those comments when it was all said and done.
2: Yeah, I, I think he was, too. And I don't think there's any empirical data to back up what he's saying. Like, like It's so great that all these European players come over and they're so fundamentally sound. Like I said, who's the second best European player in NBA history? I don't know, but he ain't Will Chamberlain. He ain't LeBron James. <laughs> he ain't Michael Jordan. He ain't Larry Bird. He ain't Magic Johnson. He ain't Steph Curry. He ain't Clay Thompson. And it's like... It's, you know, it's just everyone wants to crush the AAU system, the high school system. They're doing a really, really good job of getting guys to the pros. And I would add this, Arnie, getting guys to the pros who are ready to play. DeAndre Ayton, your boy from Arizona, had like 24 and 17 or something tonight. Trey Young is the Hawks' leading scorer. Kevin Durant, I'm watching right now. Is Kevin Durant is phenomenal. He's another one that came from the AAU system. But guys are coming into the league ready to play. It's not the AAU system. And by the way, I would add this. You talk to people that know the European soccer model, which is what Mark Cuban is referencing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not a very effective model. Like it's not very effective at identifying talent and all that stuff. So, Raider
4: Ryan, what are we missing out on here? Well, I think two two things. One, Mark Cuban should probably keep his mouth shut because he's lucky he still owns his team after that sexual harassment fiasco. And two, everyone needs to realize, including Mark Cuban, that my mixtape is fire, man. Pure, <laughs> pure, pure fire, man. Propane, uh, kerosene, baby. I think he was coming after you, Ryan. Yo, cop my
3: yeah. mixtape, baby. All right, uh, you get a hold of Aaron, though, at Aaron <laughs> underscore Torres. I'm at
4: Thinking Genius. Go at on. Ryan McBain. You're my uh, mixtape, baby. Yeah. It's yeah, fire. You, where, where, what's your Twitter handle? Where they get a hold of you? <laughs> at Ryan McBain. That's my mixtape, baby. It's fire.
3: Uh, we'll come back. I want to tell you what Juju Smith-Schuster had to say and more of Week 16 of the NFL. That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? That means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Great Saturday night. So much going on tonight. Unbelievable. Uh, If you want to go ahead and send us a text, tweet, I'll get it right sooner or later. Uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. uh, And lots of people are fighting on that. So uh, you're watching that, Torres? Uh, People just going at each other or what?
2: What's that? Say that one uh, more time.
3: On, on Twitter, just going back and forth uh, uh, with each other on Twitter.
2: In my mentions or yours? No, or? In my
3: man! You got to put my mentions up there because obviously on yours you don't see all the ones that are coming in. So
2: yeah, I, I tend to not really care what people think on social media. Um, I, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, there's a reason I have a show and they don't. You know, and people that have so much to say, you know, when they have their own national radio show, they can tell me when to tune in. Oh, I, but
3: I love to see what they say. Sometimes they bring up good arguments, good points. Uh, you know, they want to fight back a little bit. It's like callers. You don't like taking callers either. I I love, I love arguing with people. Oh no,
2: I love taking calls.
3: Yeah, but you can always hang up on the dumb ones. Yeah, you you can't you can't, you can't yeah. yeah,
2: you can't hang up on the dumb ones on social media. They just keep yapping and yapping and
3: yapping. I want to get to what Juju Smith Schuster said on social media. And and on surface, you may not think this is a big deal. He goes, a lot on the line this week. The whole season comes down to this. Yes, I'm talking about the fantasy football championship round. Of course I'm playing Sunday. There's no way I can let the uh, let down the real ones who believed in me by drafting me. Let's get it. Yes. You know, obviously, you know, fantasy football is a big money business and the billions of dollars. Could you imagine if he would have said or somebody would have said, hey, I'm playing on Sunday. I can't let – the gambling public down who bet on my team or bet on us to win the Super Bowl or to cover the spread. I've got the play. Could you imagine if he said that, huh? I thought what Juju said was hilarious.
2: I, I think it's great because, right, all these people say, I don't care about your fantasy team. Todd Gurley, when he took that knee in that Packers yeah, game. Yeah. I just think it's funny. I think, listen, we've spent the last three hours, Arnie, talking about LeBron comparing, uh, you know, slave mentality in the NFL and. Why doesn't Colin Kaepernick have a job in drug testing, mental health? Sports are supposed to be fun. Shout out to Juju Smith-Schuster for just having fun. Everything in life
3: doesn't have to be so serious. And I'm glad he had a good time with it. Yeah. All right. And one other story I want to get to uh, before we get back to week 16 of the NFL. Uh, Did you see the story about the uh, high school wrestler who had to cut his dreadlocks right before a match? Well, the New Jersey referee who forced that high school wrestler to cut his dreadlocks before the match has been banned. Good, um, from any other matches from on, from here on out. Matter of fact, he's also had problems with um, uh, verbal altercations that were turned out to be racist. Yes, I don't know how this guy got this far to being a ref. I think the whole thing just stinks, and I can't understand why the young man's coach. Or any of the parents in the stands didn't stand up for him. I think it was absolutely terrible that they cut this kid's hair.
2: Yeah, and I think um, you know we don't have to dance around it. the The referee uh, is basically a racist. I mean, he's used racial terms before that are inappropriate under all circumstances. And I don't know if there were racial undertones in this, but it certainly seemed like it. Uh, I, I was reading. I guess there's a very prominent. This kid was from New Jersey, and there's a very prominent wrestler wrestled in the Olympics from yes. Jersey. And this guy said, "I've wrestled at every level from the Olympics on up, on down." He said, "I've never seen this once in my entire career." And then I'd also add that in many states, I believe including New Jersey, girls wrestle in boys' divisions, and. We've never heard of a girl having to cut her hair. Right, so right. this guy this guy was clearly a dirtbag, as you kinda said, Ernie. Uh Ernie. Arnie. Um, the, the only thing that I want to know is why this guy was allowed to ref after the first incident. He should have been incident. He should have been thrown out then. And you do feel bad for the kid. You could just tell by watching the video he was heartbroken by the whole situation.
3: Yeah, well now it's gonna come to the forefront. Maybe it will help him. Obviously. Uh, more people are aware, and now we got a a racist away from, uh, you know, calling these matches. I I still can't believe he's made it this far, uh, without it coming out sooner. So totally agree. Uh, yeah, totally. So agree. I, I just wanted to get that in there. All right, more week sixteen of the NFL. Why are people paying more attention to the Cowboys? They're probably going to win the division. They're playing the Buccaneers. They're at home. They're coming off a terrible, terrible loss last week. Um, where they got, uh, well, it wasn't a shutout. Was it a shutout? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Where they got shut out. This is a big game for them. Monster game, uh, for them to win and get back on track.
2: Well, it's a monster game because Philadelphia Eagles all of a sudden look like the Philadelphia Eagles that we were thinking we were going to see from week one. Um, and I know we'll talk about the Eagles here in a second, but you know, Nick Foles kind of reestablishing himself. Dallas (sighs) needs to win to clinch this division. They haven't wrapped up anything yet. And I do think, look, the bottom line is that the um, you know the the Colts last week, they put together the blueprint to beat the Cowboys. It's not rocket science here. Limit Dak Prescott, get up early, take away the run game, and they're very beatable. I think the question already is, of course, do the Bucks have the kind of personnel to do that? I'm not sure they do.
3: Yeah, but the Cowboys have a better defense that people are giving them credit for, less, at least I think so, unless uh, people are starting to pick up on that. Two, I'm not worried about Dak Prescott. I'm just worried about Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, running the ball if you stop Ezekiel I'm not worried about Dak Prescott beating you with his arm
2: yeah I think it's kind of one and the same right is that if obviously if you are an opposing team the goal is to make Dak beat you so in turn it can also be take away Zeke which in turn makes Dak beat you but what happened with the Colts was they got up early last game they were up 10 nothing in the second quarter and at that point and that's all she wrote when you win twenty three nothing. Well, <laughs> when you win twenty three nothing, but if you look at it, Dak Prescott threw thirty nine times. Zeke had only had eighteen rushes, and it was because of the fact that they got up so so big, so early by double digits, so early. Uh, the game before when Dallas beat Philly in overtime, right. Zeke had twenty eight rushes, twenty six against Washington a few weeks ago. So it is kind of one and the same. Take away Zeke, make Dak beat you. And we haven't seen history. Show, history shows that it doesn't really it doesn't really work out well for the Cowboys when that happens. Right? Uh, you
3: know what? I saved only like thirty seconds for the Bengals, Browns, but that's <laughs> all we really yeah. need there. Because look, Baker Mayfield had a much better year. He's the better quarterback this year out of Sam Darnold and Rosen and Allen, and I'll even say Lamar Jackson. It's been a good year for him. Uh, you know, had he got things traded right from the very beginning, they could have made a serious a uh, playoff run instead of this one recently, and now they're officially eliminated.
2: What you really mean is if they had fired Hugh Jackson sooner, they could have made a run. Because remember, there were two games early in the season that the Browns did not play Baker Mayfield. They did not win. So, yeah, no, I'm with you, and I would add this, too, is that I saw this. I meant to ask Vegas Runner this. The Browns are now a double-digit favorite. Oh, in some places. What is it? Like the second time in, 20- in- 19
3: years or something like that?
2: Yes, I saw that too. Yeah, it's something insane like that. But it's been a long time. It's not very often you can say the Browns are a double-digit favorite. They are this weekend.
3: That would have been great had they made the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would have been absolutely awesome. Think of the swell of support they would have gotten. and uh, I think that would have been a great story. Unfortunately, remember? they're going to fall short this year.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, remember when the big thing going into the season was those beer lockers? The lockers that that, unlock is when they win their first game. Yeah, and it's amazing when you think about how far this organization has come from laughing stock, can't win a game, to six, whatever they are, six, seven, and one, six, eight,
3: and one, and as you said, up until tonight, had a chance to make the playoffs. More Week 16 of the NFL, where the Raiders are going to play next year. First, though, uh, let's check in with Finn, see what's trending out there. What's going on, Finn?
5: Hey, what's going on, guys? The Ravens' defense bullies the Chargers in a 22-10 win Saturday night. Baltimore forced three turnovers. The most costly one came in the fourth quarter when L.A. tight end Antonio Gates fumbled the ball, and then Baltimore's Tavon Young recovered it and ran it back 62 yards for the touchdown. Earlier today... Blaine Gabbert stepped in for the injured Marcus Mariota, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but he actually led the Titans to a come-from-behind win, 25-16 over the Redskins. So Gabbert made smart choices on the field. Who would have thought? You need to make good choices, too.
3: That, and that's got to stop. He's not that bad of a quarterback. Cor- he's, he's a pretty decent quarterback. You guys act Beat like out Colin like Kaepernick. he's some slub there. Yeah, Come on now. <laughs> Beat out Colin Kaepernick. Jeez.
5: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's saying something. And, you know, so yeah, he made some good choices on the field, and you need to make good choices too. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster, like Blaine Gambert on the Titans roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car check out True Car. True cash available, not available in all areas and then in college football Louisiana Tech leading Hawaii 24-7 in the fourth quarter in the Hawaii Bowl. Troy over Buffalo 42-32 in the Dollar General Bowl Best name by the way. Army just demolishes Houston 70-14 in the Armed Forces Bowl. And in the Birmingham Bowl Wake Forest edges Memphis 37-34. And Arnie, by the way speaking of Memphis, we have a mutual friend who hails from memphis and who's that pete pranica
3: oh pete my old buddy b used to do updates on my that's show. what he
5: was telling me yeah i used to live in memphis for three years and we got to he's know a each big other shot now isn't he uh, he's a big deal you're yeah. a big deal both of you two yeah, guys yeah, you yeah, and yeah,
4: both aaron by the way i got people yeah, he definitely s- is big <laughs> oh <thanks. laughs>
3: Thank you. Thank (laughs) you, Finn. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. What were you going to say there, Aaron? I
2: was going to say, how can Finn say the Dollar General Bowl is the best bowl name? We got the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Shout out to Marshall. Did you see, Arnie, by the way, the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl? Makers Wanted.
3: Didn't see that one.
2: So a town in Illinois sponsored the Bahamas Bowl and makers wanted is some code word for, like, we want industrious people to come to our town. It's sponsored by a town in Illinois. That is fantastic. I love it. Are you watching any of these bowl games
3: yet? Are you getting into it or no?
2: No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Uh, I do like that we have football on, late-night college football in studio, because we went, you and I went, what, 14 weeks with college football on at this hour, and to not have it these last couple weeks has been weird so shout-out to the Hawaii Bowl, which I'm pretty sure is usually on Christmas Eve. I guess maybe because Christmas Eve is a Monday. We have Monday night football. That's why it's not on this year. I don't know.
3: but I, I just think that we've made the bowl games irrelevant with the 14 playoff, and especially these early ball games, there's just no interest whatsoever.
2: Yeah, it's funny, though, because if you would ask Vegas runner, he would say that I think that in Vegas it's really popular to bet them. It gives people something to bet during these holidays when everybody's at home they have nothing to do, and I, I, I could be wrong on this. I think the ratings are actually pretty good on these things. Um, you know, as as compared to other stuff. Obviously not compared to the NFL or regular season, but like I think that one of these lousy bowl games will probably rate better than basically any college basketball game that we'll have over these next couple of weeks. Well, certainly not in attendance though. That's no. for sure. No. Yeah. No. I would I would go to Hawaii though if I was a lot tech fan. I would I would have hopped on the flight and and gone over
3: uh to to the islands for the holiday.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm Next sure year. you
3: would, yeah i'm I'm sure you'd love that. Um all right, a couple things more with week sixteen of the NFL. Uh, and there are some monster games, but nobody talking about the Minnesota Vikings who very well could get into the playoffs as that number six seed. I think they're the six seed right now. Playing the Lions, two more to wrap this thing up. Detroit loves to play spoiler. Minnesota, you're getting good Minnesota, bad Minnesota, but Minnesota has lost some really good teams this year, other than Buffalo. So I don't think that record is indicating how good this team really is. I think they get the victory over, De- uh, over Detroit.
2: Yep. Yeah, this is one where, like so many of these other games, uh, the Vikings have a ton to play for. And it's interesting because they need some help tomorrow. Now, obviously, this game will be over before the Eagles play, or no, I believe it will be going on at the same time. But they needed the Redskins to lose today. That happened. Now they need an Eagles loss, and they are in the playoffs Detroit, I talked about Stafford a minute ago. I just don't think they have it. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins plays well against those inferior opponents. I think they handle business.
3: If I was wrong about one team and wrong about one player, it happens to be all mixed together, it's the Indianapolis Colts, who I didn't think was going to be a very good team. I thought maybe they could be one of the worst teams in the NFL, and that Andrew Luck, uh, his career was pretty much done. What they've done has been Phenomenal. At eight and six, not good, not great, but phenomenal. Now, very well could squeeze into the playoffs. They had a great game last week against Dallas with the shutout. This team's just getting better. They started what is it, one in five? I don't know if a team's ever started. I think one other team started one in six and made the playoffs. It's it's almost impossible to start one in five and make the playoffs. But they're on the verge of doing it, Aaron.
2: Yeah, and the crazy thing to me is that if Baltimore wins next week. Baltimore gets the last spot and Indy will be out Indian, of the playoffs. Yeah,
3: if no, go ahead. If the Ravens win, you're right.
2: Yeah, and, and 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 obviously look, Indy needs to take care of business next this week. They play the the Titans next week, but would anybody want to play the Colts right now? No. Be, yeah, because they they just beat the Texans who might end up with a first round bye. They got Andrew Luck, who statistically, I don't think people realize. I believe he's second in passing yards in the NFL this year. I mean, he has been uh phenomenal this season i've actually i correct myself he was he's second in passing touchdowns this year mm. so i apologize for that but he's been better than people realize this team is red hot they might miss the playoffs but if they make it they're the team that nobody's going to want to play all right what
3: about my dolphins now i don't think they can get a wild card they have to win the last two games while the patriots lose at home <laughs> to the bills and the jets good luck on that huh
2: yeah, no, uh, a little too little, too late here. They had their chance against the Vikings last week. By the way, with Jacksonville, who's going to be Jacksonville's opening day quarterback next year? Is it Joe Flacco? Because I think it might be Joe Flacco. What do you I,
3: think? Well, it, it could be Joe Flacco. I don't know if Tampa's going to bring back Jameis Winston. True, true. Uh, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, if I'm the Jaguars, I don't think it's Flacco's going to be the answer. I would probably have to look in a different direction. And go with a maybe like a Teddy Bridgewater or something like that. Yeah. But I don't think I want Joe Flacco.
2: Yeah, the only question is: Is New Orleans willing to give up Teddy Bridgewater? I think they. I think they are. Well, I mean, I'm sure for the right. I mean, for the right price, basically anybody's available. What about,
3: what about Ryan Tannehill? Would the Dolphins be willing to get because they have an out? I think coming up after this year.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it's funny, right? Because we always talk about the rookies with the NFL and who's coming in and who's the next guy. But every offseason, one of these guys, one of these veterans becomes available. Last year it was Kirk Cousins, which led to the domino effect with Alex Smith right. and with uh Case Keenum. And it seems like once again, whether it's Joe Flacco, whether it's Jameis, whether it's uh all the guys we mentioned, Blake Bortles maybe on the market, I don't know. But it's just there's always these guys that come available.
3: Uh Aaron underscore Torres, if you want to get a hold of him, I'm at stinking genius one. But like I said, I would love for the Dolphins to sneak in and the Patriots to lose their last two games, Dolphins win their last two. I think work. it's slim and none and slim's leaving the building.
2: I would say this. I think that football fans across America would rejoice <laughs> if that it's not just you, Arnie. I mean, imagine the Patriots, they would have to lose what, three straight they would go from potentially having a first round bye
3: to completely out of the playoffs well the bills have gone what is it 2 and uh, 3 and 2 in their last 5 yeah. so you know maybe they are picking it up a little bit uh, maybe you could say that but i think uh, going into new england is going to be too tough of a chore for them
2: yeah and by the way that would be four straight losses i guess in theory but yeah i i'm i'm with you look josh allen's been better he didn't play in the first game the first game was close You and I spent a lot of time talking about Josh Gordon earlier in the show. Yeah. I get where this one could be close, but I mean, are you really – there's so much on the line, divisions on the line – a potential first-round buys on the line.
3: I don't think they're going to get the first-round buy anymore. I think that, that ship is sailed. Well, no, it's possible because they have two easy games at the end there.
2: And Houston has a big one uh, tomorrow as well against Philly that, as Vegas runner said— Right. Um, that would
3: know, be for the number 2 seed, though, right?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So they yeah. want to get home-field advantage. I I, I can't imagine—although I guess in theory, if, this, if the Chiefs lost their last two and the Patriots won their last two— New England won't have the tiebreaker. I don't think it's going to happen. But, right, um, right. But anyway, so the Patriots have a ton to play for. Bills, I get it. They're an improving team. They have actually haven't played terribly the last couple weeks. Josh Allen's looking better than I think a lot of people thought. But no, I do not think the Patriots
3: Let's are see be if good. it affects the Patriots' offense now that Josh Gordon's not going to be on the team or if they won't have any ill effects because they'll be able to just run rub shot over, over Buffalo. Remember, they, they did beat Buffalo by about 20 points the first time around.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if it'll have an effect this week, but I do think going forward when you gotta play those really good teams in the AFC, Kansas City, San Diego, uh, Pittsburgh, teams that can potentially put up a lot put up a lot of points and you gotta keep up, or even this Ravens defense we saw tonight, I think it's gonna catch up with New England eventually.
3: Anybody watching Jets, Packers, or just the Jets and the Packers fans watching that game? Uh yeah, I think that's about it. I <laughs> wanna see how Aaron Rodgers does finish out though. And uh, put uh, finish out this miserable year for him and what plays forward and who's going to be the next head coach, but uh, this game, no interest whatsoever.
2: Yeah, I don't have very much interest in this one. Like you said, I, Aaron Rodgers, and I also thought, by the way, this week, Arnie, I thought it was kind of weird with Rodgers, oh, I gotta, I gotta be a leader, I gotta be on the field. Sometimes being a leader is knowing what you are and are not capable of. Aaron Rodgers is so not even close to 100%. Being a leader in this case, Go start your rehab. Go get your knee taken care of. Rest that groin. There's nothing to play for. I think he's actually making a mistake going back out on the field this week. Well,
3: there's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. If he leaves, then people are going to say, you know, you got to go down with the ship. You got to be there with your team. Is that not right? I get that argument, but I also think, like I
2: said, part of leadership is being self-aware. And the best thing that he can do with the Packers eliminated is get healthy for next year. That's my personal opinion.
3: All right. We'll come back. We'll give you our picks. We'll finish out week 16 and one special play in college basketball. I got to ask Torres about all that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Well, he came out. He was all black. I couldn't really tell what he was wearing because he was all full of grease. All right, remember now coming up at the top of the
3: hour, straight out of Vegas with our buddy Bernie Fratto. Stick around for him. We'll give you a Vegas perspective as he takes a look at week sixteen of the NFL. So uh only two more weeks left, and then you got playoff time. All right, Aaron, real quick, did you see the player from Townsend uh did. basketball? Did you see that play? Oh, I absolutely did, yeah. That uh a uh division one basketball team, Townsend. Uh, inbounded the ball to one of his players who got confused and slam dunked on his own basket for two points against his own team. I saw it. Uh, yeah, no,
2: it, it was funny because he caught the ball and he was and he and you could tell he's like oh, he no, was, was wide
3: open. I <laughs> <would say laughs> that. well,
2: yeah, he, that's what he was thinking too. He's like, <laughs> I got this. Oh, I'm gonna throw this down so good. And it was like, yeah, not the right basket.
3: Almost uh, Jim Marshall esque, I would say the Minnesota Viking. Uh, Player back in the day intercepted the pass and ran the wrong way for a uh, safety. I guess. Yeah, you're dating yourself there. But wow, yeah. you didn't know that. You
2: didn't know that one. I'm sure I've probably seen a video of it here or there. Ran the wrong way,
3: uh, and his players tried to stop him. Oh, now I have you, seen that video. Yeah, yeah. that uh, that was yeah that is a long time ago. No doubt about that. All right, uh, give us a little music. Let's uh, go ahead and make our picks. Uh, Monster games tomorrow. I'll start it at the top, Aaron, because. I think the Cowboys, minus 7 against Tampa. Big game for the Cowboys. It's like the living against the dead. Tampa Bay just finishing out the season. Cowboys want to win the division. They're coming off a 23-0 shutout. They've got a lot to prove and to get back on track. Everything pointing toward an easy Cowboy victory here, Aaron.
2: I will disagree with Arnie Spanier right off the top here. Listen, I don't think the Cowboys should be a touchdown favorite against just about anybody in the NFL Uh, They just don't score a ton of points. They do play good defense, as you said earlier, but I think Tampa can score enough to keep it close. Cowboys win, Bucks cover.
3: Buffalo in New England taking on the Patriots. Look, the Patriots are not a juggernaut anymore. Everybody's calling for their demise. I just don't like the way they look offensively, but more important, their defense is no great shakes either. All that being said, Buffalo's playing better football If you're going to twist my arm, I got to take Buffalo, plus the 13 and a half points in this one.
2: Yeah, that one's a stay away to me. The next one I will go to also in that one o'clock window. Houston opened as a pick, now a two and a half point dog to the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles, big win in LA Coliseum last week. He gets the win here. And he starts drumming up the conversation. No, stop it! Don't, don't, don't do that. The conversation. No, come on. Do you gotta trade Carson Wentz and keep no, Nick Foles? No, stop Bowles? it!
3: Come on, stop it! Stop. Eagles cover the two and a half. They win. I'm gonna take my Dolphins. One last grasp at that division. They only have to lay three and a half. Look, Jacksonville's done anyway. Miami, what eight and one with Tannehill playing at home? I'll take the chance. I'll lay the three and a half. With the Dolphins in this one.
2: I am going to take the Dolphins as the team that when they come on my TV, I'm changing the channel. Wow. Don't care about this game. Game I do care about. Late window. Pittsburgh at New Orleans. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's up with New Orleans, Arnie. They have not been the same team. Pittsburgh last week showed they got a bunch of playmakers all over the field. They're in desperation mode. They saw the Ravens win tonight. They know what's at stake. They know that they, the division is on the line if they do not win this game. They find a way to pull the upset in the Superdome. I like the the Steelers outright
3: and obviously to cover the points as well. Give me what you think about the other big game, Kansas City on the road at Seattle. I'm leaning towards Seattle in on this one if I was going to take this game, take the point and a half. Seattle obviously playing at home. With that home crowd, they're looking so much better. I got questions about Kansas City on offense all of a sudden. And if Seattle's defense is going to be able to, you know, stop them, and I think they will. Give me Seattle in this one. I'm with you. I don't know
2: what it is. I, I don't have any cool stat to to back up right. this thought. I just think Sunday night in Seattle, that place is always loud, but it's especially loud for night games. We saw that uh crowd affect Kirk Cousins on a Monday night about two, three weeks ago. I think it could have an effect on Patrick
3: Mahomes too. I don't know what it is, but I just like the Seahawks in this one. Real quick, uh, the Rams lost to the Bears and the Eagles two in a row. Now they're playing the Cardinals on the road. they got to get back on track. They can't lose this one. I don't know what's going on
2: with them. Listen, I'll tell you this. If they lose to the Cardinals tomorrow, then, yeah, that's the time to start uh, hitting the sirens, and the Rams will be in big, big trouble. I don't think they have any trouble winning, and I I would think that they're going to go ahead and cover about the 14 13.5
3: points at this spread. is. Don't don't say you don't think they'll have any trouble winning. They've had trouble the last two weeks, that's for sure. But it's not the Arizona Cardinals, though. No, no, it's not the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals Cardinals don't have Nick Foles. That's why, baby. All right, we're going to thank the crew. Thanks to Vincent producing the show today. Thanks to Finn doing the updates. Thanks to Sager for stopping on by, even though I gave him the day off and Raider Ryan pushing the buttons back in the studios uh, in Los Angeles. Remember now. That's not my name. Straight out of Vegas with Bernie Frato. Joining us, not joining us, starting his show at the top of the hour, gives you a Vegas perspective on what's going on. You and I, Torres, we've got a lot of filling coming up starting on Christmas.
2: Yes, I won't speak with you until Christmas Day. I hope you have a good Christmas Eve. Do whatever it is that your family does. And I think you and I are
3: are hanging out Christmas Day, right? We are. So uh, we'll be filling in for Jason Smith and Mike
0: Harmon. Birdie next here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.